episode number 30 of the Kakin Crew Cast of Pods, the monthly geek culture podcast. This is the podcast for September 2016. I'm your host, Rob Martin, and joining me tonight is Ben. Hello. TJ. Hello. Aaron. Hi. Kat. Hi. And Bill. Good news, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, this episode is getting released a little late, but this is still our September episode. We'll still be doing our normal Halloween episode that we do every year. And that's when the show will be at its new home of nextlevelradioonline.com. But you'll be hearing more information on when that will be happening. But it will be before the end of the month. Ben will make sure of that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get kick-started with the way that we start every show. And the question I have every, uh, for everyone tonight is this. So this is actually kind of hard to word, so I'm going to see how, how well I can do this. But So everybody think of your favorite form of entertainment, whether it's a video game, a book, a movie, TV show... And now, the choice that you have to pick from is this. You never ever get this experience or consume this media or entertainment ever again. Mm-hmm. Or, the next time you go to consume it, you will forget ever consuming it before and you're basically viewing it with fresh eyes. That means if this was something you loved from your childhood, you're now viewing this with adult eyes and could potentially ruin your memories of this. Now, are we going like... By broad media or a specific thing? I just said broad. Okay. Like I said, video game, book, movie, TV. Okay. So whatever you want. what Whatever you want it to be. And when I call on you to say specifically what it is mm-hmm. and where you fall in that spectrum. So uh, we'll start with Bill. So I, I'm definitely going to go with video games because they're probably the biggest media that I follow and that I've always been a fan of. And I honestly, I, I thought about, you know... I. My initial response was, oh, I want to be able to experience it again, new, fresh, and yes. But now I'm thinking about all the kids nowadays that have all these new video games and look at all the old ones and say, that game's crap, that graphics is terrible, and and the gameplay is awful. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to do that, but I I wouldn't want to be locked into never having the opportunity to experience it ever again and only have my memories of it. Yeah, because okay. we usually look at those kids and we tell them, you're stupid. Exactly. <laughs> so so I, your answer is what then? I would like to say I'd love to experience it again, for new f- and fresh for the first, first time. time. Okay. Because if I hated it initially, I'm sure I could probably learn the history and come to love it again. As Gaming gets a little easier now because there's a lot, there's a big retro fad with the indie stuff. So That's true. be able to That's look true. at it from that yeah. perspective. Uh, TJ. Well, the medium I'd go with is comic books. Okay. And uh, I would choose never being able to go back and reread something. Because in comics, you, especially now, you absolutely have to be able to That's remember true. what happened before the comic you are currently reading. And, yeah. if I, and every time I picked up a comic book, I'd forget everything that came before that. I'd go insane after about 30 seconds. <laughs> That's very true. Fair enough. <laughs> you Aaron. never be able to keep up. I had trouble with this one because I, I think the medium that I'm most, I follow most is theater. And I love seeing a show that I've seen 14 different times brand new because every time you see it, every, it's you a new see cast, something different. you see something different. So I think, I think seeing like my favorite show again for the first time and, you know, there's just that feeling of like that, you know, butterflies in your stomach because you're all excited right. and stuff. And, and I, I think I would choose that. Okay. Cat. Books. Okay. Obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would definitely just rather see it new 
over, like, read it new. It would be like would, reading it for the very I first time. I could never not read, so the idea of locking out that media entirely of, like, reading just does not appeal to me. Um, and I mean, like, I honestly, there are books that I've read that I wish I could read all over again with new eyes because it was just so exciting to read for the first time. Okay. Ben? Uh, I had trouble, too, because I didn't know if I wanted to go with television or movies. I mean, <laughs> one way or another, it's, it's you know, visual media, but... I think I'm going to go with television, and I think I would choose to go back and rewatch it again for the first time. Because there are a number of shows, I, I've there's a number of shows I go back and I rewatch for the first time, and or that I go back and I rewatch, and every time I go back and rewatch them, I, I part of me wishes I was experiencing for the first time, just because I still get that bit of excitement even the second time watching it. Like I'm going back and rewatching The Flash right now, and it's. Yeah just as awesome mm -hmm. but i know it would have been a little bit more awesome had i not known what was coming already question which flash the new one <laughs> <laughs> i've watched them both and it doesn't matter because i enjoyed them both i know i'm in the minority at this table that enjoyed them both. yes yes you are um, but part of me really enjoyed the cheesiness of the original so it was and that's actually a good example because i remember watching those episodes when i was younger and then I went recently, within the past couple of months, went back and rewatched them, and it almost was like I was watching it for the first time because I don't remember anything about them. So, I, I, yeah, I would choose television, and I would choose to be able to go back and watch them again. You know, I'm going to go with um, being able to look at something with a fresh set of eyes, and I was going to say, honestly, I'd go with gaming, but I'd go with board gaming because it's only, it feels like it's been a couple of years, but... Now seeing how much has even grown in the last four or five years, there's even like, you know, I think the first thing I played that was kind of a new school board game was something like Seven Wonders. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like this. And this was almost like six or seven years ago. But then in, in the only other things that we had that we were playing new school style was it was kind of like there was Catan and like, hey, let's play three different variations of Munchkin or Flux. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. But if you did it today, I'm like, oh, you didn't dig this. But here, we're going to pull out something... Super awesome. And being able to look at all that fresh then and there, I don't think it would have taken me as long to get into gaming. Yeah. And I think I would actually be, we would have a lot less shelf space in our house. So. <laughs> That's true. But um, yeah, I think uh, a new set of eyes and board gaming, definitely. Uh, yeah, because the same set of eyes, you know, a new set of eyes makes Candyland even better, too. <laughs> Nothing makes Candyland. No, okay. nothing makes Candyland. Candyland's matters. Awesome. But I remember trying to teach you Seven Wonders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't and get what's happening. And he wins yeah. every time he plays it, so... You know what's interesting? I don't know. What we that, we all chose different medias. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm actually happy to see that. So real quick, because we were coming up with the topics list for tonight, and one of the things we were hard-pressed not to include, and we'll keep this short, but if you listen to our last episode, which was our retro-themed episode, we brought up three things very specifically at the end of that episode. Popples, My Pet Monster, <laughs> and the worst of the worst... Teddy Ruxpin. Kill it. See, kill it with I, fire. No, see, I was not part of that the last episode. Uh, and, and I would have chosen, well, I would have chosen My Pet Monster over anything else. But Quite Teddy a few Ruxpin, of us did, actually. But it, What? Quite a few of us did choose to but keep with Teddy Ruxpin was still the shit, so don't give Teddy Ruxpin any... Oh, oh fuck yeah! Okay, okay, hold on. Now, the reason we're bringing this up is since the last episode has come out, and now... And more specifically, in the last several days, Teddy Ruxpin is getting revived. Again. And, again. <laughs> in a very, Why? very, very interesting 
and kind of creepy way. Awesome. But at the same time, it's kind of awesome. I don't know why. <laughs> and it shouldn't be as awesome as it is. But Teddy Ruxpin is coming back with two screens in his head, both for each of his eyes, which will have a full range of different expressions and emotions. He's got a fully more motorized mouth and no longer uses cassettes, but he's got four gigs of internal storage to play MP3s. And everybody's like, oh, Audible's going to get so interesting so quick. Because <laughs> I know flat out I would hack the shit out of that and either give him red eyes or zombie eyes and turn him into a zombie Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> that so, would be amazing. See, but, I was just thinking about programming, you know, like... Uh, Sex sounds? Yeah, sex sounds. Yeah. Uh, Here, Teddy Ruxpin, uh, read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> 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 yeah, all you need is to audible some erotica. There's yeah. nothing out there. Um, you know, like uh, HP Lovecraft's work, especially where they're chanting. And then oh, putting, and then going to my father's house. You have to do full radio dramas for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then putting it like in a closet somewhere with the volume turned up and then just let him wonder what the hell is going on. <laughs> They open the doors and you just see glowing red eyes. Glowing red eyes. And then you just glowing from the closet. Oh, God. So much potential. But it's so weird the fact because like, since we've done that episode, one of the podcasts I listen to is a group called Laser Time, and they were talking in great detail about My Pet Monster in the last few weeks of their show. Uh, very specifically, the show was uh, called 302010. And they were talking about the My Pet Monster movie, the 45 minute movie. And I'm oh like, God, we were, I was that. just reading visiting this for the podcast and then the day after listening to that Teddy Ruxman I'm like, I'm like where's the popple news it's coming I know it's coming at this point <laughs> see that's like the one I'd be okay with well popples actually did come back popples on Netflix not that long ago I'm waiting yeah. for Garbage Pail Kids to come back let's hope they don't <laughs> no. uh, well they brought Aww. them back as, they brought them back as cards they did bring them back as cards but hopefully not another movie what about the gummy bears oh gummy bears DuckTales is coming back yeah DuckTales is coming back so and we're we're living in a retro world. There's we so really much are. stuff that's coming back. And but yeah, I just thought it was girls. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was kind of fun to bring up that Ruxpin came back. If you and, could hear uh, an eye roll, it would have been very audible. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Unfortunately, with everybody here, the new Teddy Ruxpin, kill it with fire. Kill it, with fire. Kill it quickly. Uh, not everybody here. No, no. no. It, I, I was I was joking on our on Facebook with when you posted that. I'm like, I know who's reading me my next Dresden book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> well, no, the real That's question terrible. is: Does it is it? So if we put Dresden on there, okay, Dresden's read read by James Marsters. Yeah. Would it sound like James Marsters? Yeah. Or would it sound like Teddy? Hey, it comes out as the normal story, but his mouth is moving as it's talking, just like Teddy. Oh, that's not as creepy. That's not as creepy. You I, could record your own MP3 and put it on there of you reading it and then running it through a filter and then we can make it lots of fun. Oh, this God. needs to happen. Somebody's getting this for Christmas. Oh, God. Oh, what did I it's start? Christmas next year. It comes, yeah. it comes back in 2017. It's oh, in early 2017. So, Bill, cool. you know what you're getting for next Christmas. Thank God. I Hopefully hopefully you'll all forget about it by then. Probably I not. Never uh, no, no, it's okay. I'm putting a reminder in my phone. <laughs> Fair enough. So the first thing we we're going to dive into tonight is because, well, you know, we haven't done this in a while, but we were going to talk some TV. But before we get into current TV, we thought it would be kind of fun to look back at some of our favorite finales ever. Oh. And this doesn't have to be solely TV. This could be, if you want, a finale of a game, a book, a movie. Uh, the way we usually always treat this is not yeah. just lock it to one medium. But um, does anybody have any that jumps off the top of their head? Because I definitely have one. I do, yeah. Okay. Um, ben, you, you had your hand up first. Why don't I, you go? I have... I have 
Uh, actually, I have three. Give us so one. I'll give you one for right now. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the one that's probably the most controversial. One that many people might not agree Ooh, with me on. Lost. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I enjoyed the Lost finale. And we I, can no longer be friends. And I, <laughs> I still stick to the point that anybody who did not enjoy it or hated it did not understand it. Oh, no. I perfectly well understood it. It was okay. just... Well, uh, well my, my, my problem... <laughs> oh, sorry. My problem with the finale was that it, it felt tacked on. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) I think think what a lot of people didn't like about it was you were kind of promised answers, but were left hanging on certain big questions. But what I enjoyed about that was the fact that life doesn't always give you every answer. So you don't always not expect to get every answer that you want. Well, I think we've already stated that the statute of limitations on spoilers is we are well beyond it. So, I mean, you have your final season where it's like timeline A and timeline B. Or lost, and so it's kind of like there's the but, purgatory, and then there's the non-purgatory timeline. There's the, and that's the thing that like that honestly bothered me about it is a lot of people were like, "Oh, I hated the finale because we were told in the beginning they weren't dead, but at the end they were dead the whole time." I'm like, "No, they really were not dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. They tell you flat out in the finale what happened on the island actually happened. Like this is this is the place that the the flash sideways." was, in a sense, purgatory, because it's where they shared such an experience in their life that they were going to move on together. So that was the final meeting place. Whether they died on the island or died 20 years later, that was where they went when they died, and they all moved on together. And Ben staying behind was literally because he did not feel he was rede- he redeemed himself enough to go on. So most of the people yeah. that hated that finale are all the people that say they were dead the whole time, and that is when I say, you're dumb. Oh, no, no, you I, get, I, I, I'm not I, saying you. I, yeah, you but, no, no, but I... I no, he is got, saying you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the context of how you put that... Sorry, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's I, when I tell those people, TJ, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I, absolutely got, I absolutely got that. My problem with it was more the the whole last season was like, oh, hey, three episodes before the end, we're going to introduce this entire new mystery. What mystery was that? The mystery of where the hell mother the mother came from. I don't remember that, but <laughs> oh yeah, it was Jane Seymour. Not uh, Jane Seymour, yeah, uh, that, CJ Craig. I know, yeah, I know who you're, you're talking about. All right, well, I, I would get to say mine right off the bat is one of my favorite shows ever, and I actually watched a couple episodes last night when I couldn't sleep. Scrubs. The real so ending of Scrubs. Yes. It, the real ending of Scrubs, which is the end of season eight, where JD is leaving Sacred Heart. Oh my god. And to him it's this monumentous moment in his life. And to everybody else, it's another day at Sacred Heart and somebody new is going to walk in that door the moment that he leaves. But it was not just that moment because it was touching because we were finishing his story, but that place's story was not yet done as we saw in season nine, sadly. Season nine. What is that? I know what you're talking about. There was no season nine. um, So... But what made it so touching, though, is in the last moment or two of that, when he's looking at this, you know, as right before he leaves, he sees this projection of his life, what's yet to happen. And it's all the things you're waiting to see. And it, you get mm-hmm. to see the, the ending points of JD's life of getting married and having kids. And, you know, oh, it was all these super fun moments. But it was everything about it was so perfect and so touching. But it did it in the way that Scrubs has always done it, where it made you laugh. And then 
kind of was a little gut-wrenching because it was it coming to a close. Ball. But yeah, it was a really wonderfully sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for well, just for people's knowledge too, for finales, it doesn't have to be a series finale. If you want to say, this season finale was trumped anything I've ever seen before, you can use that too. It doesn't have to okay. be an end. I'm trying to think of series finales and uh, I, I draw a blank on most of them. Um... The one that, it's funny you actually mentioned C.J. Craig, because I was going to say West Wing. (laughs) Um, Yes, the last season, actually the last two seasons felt kind of rushed and felt different because Aaron Sorkin left the show and they weren't really doing the, you know, Oval Office. It was more the presidential race. But the whole, like the whole last episode, seeing everybody years later, what they had done with their lives and Mm -hmm. how they've gotten on they come back and they see, you know, the president. and It was touching. It was nice. It was a good wrap-up to a show where everybody mattered and everybody meant something. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I've never seen West Wing. Oh. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> How about you, Kat? I'm going to start with, I, I want to do book ones, but I will start with Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec. Um, I loved the finale for that. I thought the whole, like, final season of Parks and Rec did a great job in, like, tying up everyone's storylines and actually ending things really, really well. And I mean, it was a mushy-gushy show to begin with, like, from beginning to end. So, like, I love, like, the fi- like the final episode. <laughs> I'm being so quiet! Yes. Um, the final so episode <laughs> did a really amazing job. I loved, like, every time they did the handshake, they did the flash forward to where they were in the future, and it was really sweet. Yeah. 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 How about you, Erin? I was really torn. Um, I think probably one of my favorite finales for a series is Angel, just for the line. Yes! I think I kind of want to slay a, a dragon. dragon. That's one of the best finale lines ever. because it, it, it really is. And you oh, know, my God. No, they didn't tie up everything. No, you don't know what happened. But it, I thought it, it was a perfect just kind of mm-hmm. bow on the top of Angel. Dude, the finale of that That's show was insane. That's one of the insane. first things that popped into my head. That last Angel whole too. season was yeah. insane. Wes- so Wesley good. dies. Yep. Lyria comes back and then Fred, shows herself yeah. as Fred as he's dying. Yeah, oh which God. was heart-wrenching. Yeah, just, I just like how the finale was left open-ended. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that, that was one of the best parts. And it, and, it, and it led way to a great comic series yeah. that you know continued it. And, yeah. Like, Lorne has that wonderful moment after he kills, oh uh, what's God, his name? Yeah. And it was that, good night, everybody. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, and just yeah. And it was so much better sunset. than the Buffy finale. It oh really God, was. It really trumped the Buffy finale. And I felt... I was really mad about that, too, because I, I was invested more in Buffy um, prior to really getting into Angel. Yeah. And, and seeing the, the finale of Angel and how great that was, and then how weak of a season and an ending Buffy had. Yeah, I wow. got that. I totally get that. Teach. So I'm going to go really... I'm going to go really old. He's going to go with MASH. Yes. I and, and I would agree with you. That is a fantastic finale. That is a fantastic finale. By the end of that, you're just sort of... like I'm re-watching it right now. And it's amazing. It's fantastic. And I'm getting closer and closer to the end. And you... Like, what they're doing... What they do in the last episode is just really well done. It's heart-wrenching at points. It's, it's very touching. Yeah, it's very touching. They pay tribute to everybody. Um, even, like, the minor characters get a chance to tell where they're going. That's awesome. And it was really well done. Hmm. 
So Ben, you have another one in your mind. Season. Don't you have one? I did mine. Oh, you did? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I got another one if we want to, you know. We can do this. We can do this for a little bit. Breaking Bad. I guess I don't know if anybody's ever seen the show. I have seen the first two seasons, and I still need to get back into finishing it. It has one of the best finales of a TV show I have ever seen. Completely fitting to the characters, like it's what you would think. Like nobody gets to walk off in the sunset. Like for all the deplorable things that that happens, um, it, it's what you would think that character would deserve is what happens. I'm not spoiling anything as to what happens, but it's it, it's a very fitting ending for every character involved in that show. Nice, and I think that's probably one of the best finales I've ever seen on television. Uh, one of the ones I have to say right off the bat because I have a feeling we, get, we have, there's enough of us here that we can kick through this probably twice. <laughs> but um, it's true. I have a book one. I gotta say, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, one of the best endings to anything I ever remember. Um, just an awesome, awesome video game. And I know, like, we're thinking mostly like you know movies and TV shows, but like as far as a finale, like things that you don't see coming, and you're like. Everything is still up to you, what you choose to do with it. But, yeah, one of the biggest twists that I've ever dealt with ever in the form of media. Um, yeah, it was good. And being able to let it close out how you chose was seeing this kind of choose-your-own-adventure kind of world to everything. But it was amazing to see. On that note, in that kind of aspect, um, I think the finale of Bioshock, the twist where you are really not your own man... You know, you, there's actually like a, a kind of a, a catchphrase that is said that makes you do something you really don't want to do and it's been used on you the entire game and you have no idea is that was one of the biggest twists I've ever seen. Like, I guess, That's cool. you know, in a finale aspect, that was, oh, yeah. yeah. I think I remember screaming at my TV, oh, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, actually thinking about this, there's, there's two shows. One that did a really fantastic finale and one that really kind of missed the mark. And they're both sci-fi shows. Uh, one's Eureka. That's the good one. That's the good one. Yes. Yeah. And the other, Warehouse 13. Yes. Which... Still haven't finished that. It's impossible it's okay. to find the last season anywhere without spending a small fortune on six episodes. Exactly. Because it was six episodes. They said, okay, yeah, no, we're canceling what? the show. Yeah. But we're going to let you wrap the story with six episodes. And it was... It was rushed. It, it was, was terrible. Rushed. And as much as I love the characters, they just they couldn't play out the story in just six episodes. But Eureka was awesome because, yeah, it was also, I think it was canceled a little bit too much before its time. Yeah. It could have gone for another couple of seasons. But it was but a perfect book. That was a book That end. was a book yeah. end, yes. Oh, nice. Because in the beginning of the series, it's... Uh, God, I can't remember their names. The sheriff, mm-hmm. who becomes the sheriff, and his daughter riding into Eureka. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the last episode, they're leaving Eureka. Well, but the funny part about the finale is when they're driving into Eureka, the daughter thinks she sees she, themselves right. in the car leaving Eureka. Yeah. And then at the oh, end so of funny. Eureka, they're leaving Eureka, and they see themselves going into mm-hmm. Eureka. Oh, that's awesome. So I they need to watch this. That's really cool. The, the show. Yeah. And the, 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 the last line is great. You know, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And you're right. That is a show that ended well before it should have. Yeah. It's such a good show. Also, sci-fi, you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere. Yeah. It's awful. 
You have to, <laughs> you have to buy it on Amazon pretty much Prime. That's the it's only way you can mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go with books, actually. Um, this was one of the early, early series I read, but The Bridging Chronicles by Lloyd Alexander. I'm assuming no one else has read it. Regardless, actually, everyone would know it by the movie The Black Cauldron. Oh, oh okay. Those. Yeah. Those books were fantastic. Yeah. So the the whole I um, the, name of, I like, the Bridging Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. So it was um it started with the Book of Three and then the mm-hmm. Black Cauldron and it ended with the High King and like the whole God, series was, was yeah it didn't compare to the <laughs> the books but you know um the whole cycle of it was just this cycle of this kid growing up into this king and you go you're with him through the entire journey and the end of it was just so perfect because you see him grow to maturity completely like and turn from this like you know, loud mouth, like, kid who got in trouble all the time to, like, a really wise ruler. And it was just a phenomenal ending. Um, so, if I had to go... Because there's two in my head. And oh, one's that's... a video game and one's a t- TV show. The TV show is uh, the next gen- Star Trek The Next Generation. All Good Things mm-hmm. was an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Tying it back around to the first episode, yeah, the Farpoint mission. Yeah, exactly. And it was so well done. Um, and just by the end of it, you, you're just happy. And it got the... It, 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 took, it You knew there was going to be more stories. Sadly, they were most of the movies. Uh, <laughs> hey, some of the movies... Some of the movies were pretty good. There's Others two that are pretty solid. First, yeah. first Contact is probably one of the best yeah, Star Trek movies, movies I've ever seen. At all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and then the video game series uh, I just finished um, Uncharted Four. Oh, that finale! <laughs> that is one finale. of the best finales. That was a really ever. good finale. I watched Rob play that finale. Are we talking was... about the the epilogue? Yes, with the daughter. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. That yes, was. I agree. A, that, that was, was amazing. amazing. And just wrapping that entire series up. Yeah. Out of Westfield, the the story ends, and then. All of a sudden, you there's the joke in the beginning of the game for people that have never played it, and then we are, like I said, by caffeine crew definitions, we are past the spoiler line. So <laughs> the game starts off with you as Nathan playing Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation One in your place with Elaine or Elena, mm-hmm. and uh, it ends with playing Crash Bandicoot again, and then it pans out of the shot, and you're Elena and Nate's daughter. It and it's her walking cute. through the house and finding their hidden life that they've never told her about. <laughs> and it's like opening up the special drawer and be like, why is all their things like this? Why is there gold doubloons from like the Spanish yeah. here and all this stuff? But it was so special. It was such a touching end to a story. Yeah. And that it was a happy ending and that it wasn't, oh, we're going to make you cry. Mm-hmm. Because we can. It was a, hey, no, this guy suffered. He's had more adventures. But he had a kid, too. Yeah. So we got, you know, and now... And now it's kind of great because Nate's story might be done. I really want to know her story. I do, yeah. too. Because yeah. what's she going to do? But it's also great as just a, a game itself because you start as young Nate. So you get to kind of see the beginning and then it's, it, yeah. They it had a, a great, nice wrap up. They're one of the few companies out there that can tell a video game story the way that most books can write and tell an mm-hmm. amazing, amazing story. I love games like that too because like I will sit and like TJ will play them and I will just sit and literally watch it like a movie. Mm-hmm. 
series, kind of a series, movie series finale. I'm glad somebody did one because I was getting ready to do one, but I got one Indiana too. Jones yeah. and the Last Crusade. Because yes, that is the final movie yes, it is. <laughs> series. Where no, it's not. Yes, no, it, it is. Actually, no, it's yes, not. It is. I give I give a nice little touch to the. Final episode of Young Indiana Jones, where you get to see old Indy in the chair telling his last story. But the end of the Last Crusade is they all ride on horses into the sunset. That is not the final movie, Bell. It's <laughs> not the final story. But I know it is many a people, good finale to a movie. It is it a good is finale, a good to, finale a to a movie. But another another finale to a movie. This is no surprise to anybody who knows me. The end scene of Back to the Future Three, only because. It, only because it actually does have a very positive message. Doc Brown's final words are, the future is not written, so make it a good one. It's a very positive message mm-hmm. for yeah, a solid movie. So yeah. it, it's a good wrap-up finale to a film series. And speaking of which, we have to wrap this up and get into the next thing. We went longer than on this than I expected, but I'd be really hard-pressed to not say the one that I meant to say more than any of the others. It's the end of the Chris Nolan Batman films and the last moment of seeing... Drinking coffee. <laughs> not even that but honestly everything getting tied up at the end I know a lot of people argue it but I, I love, love that moment where you see uh, Blake walk into the Batcave and you find out his real name is Robin Yes, and him getting raised up and as that's happening he realizes he's in the cave and that's the shot back to the cafe it, and I like a, it it was this beautiful tying together everything it so gorgeous. nicely yeah, it, it's it a redeeming moment from a movie that was unfortunately not the best of the trilogy I agree yeah Actually, I was still one of my favorites. So, yeah. and once that Batmobile breaks down, he's never going to be able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason we want to discuss this again is because we are now back at a point in time. We usually do this every time that we hit spring and fall. Is uh, fall TV is now upon us? Not every show is back, but a good chunk of them are. And I wasn't sure if there's anything major for any of us here that has already come back that they're like, "Holy crap! This is start off with a bang." Or if there's something that they're still just dying and waiting for. It looks like something's going Go ahead, buddy. Blacklist. 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 (laughs) (laughs) We're we're two episodes in, and the person I talked to at work about it, she's like, I haven't caught up yet. I I saw most of the first episode, but I missed the end. I'm like, you missed the best part of the episode. Oh, no. And I'm like, come on, just watch it already. (laughs) Um, Besides for Blacklist, I'm actually excited, and... um, to catch up, uh, to actually catch Timeless, because that seems like a really good show, and I love cool. time travel and what you can do with time travel, and you know what people, what bad people try to do with time travel and change the past to change the future, and good people have to go back and stop them. Okay, that sounds fun. It, it sounds does. Like a really cool so show. there's actually two shows. There's actually two shows that have kicked off um, that I really enjoy. Uh, the first one is uh, Lethal Weapon, which <laughs> I'm mixed. I re- like it was maybe it was just expectations, but it was so much better than I expected. I enjoyed it. It's better than I expected, but it's also when you compare it to the other reboot of MacGyver, it's wonderful. Oh yeah, the MacGyver, <laughs> MacGyver reboot, is oh horrible. My God, I got through about twenty minutes of that, and I was like, eh, no, I'm good. Let's yeah. see what else is on. Um, and then the other one that I was that I thought really did a great job right off the bat. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I'm not going to talk about anything else. Go watch Pitched. A pitch. Pitch. Pitch? I, that was going to be my... That's the female baseball player. Right? Yes. It's, and you know what? And, and, and TJ and I are not big sports people. Yeah. That episode floored us. and Because it starts right off It's on as, Fox, right? Yes. It starts it off with her 
going out for her first game. So, it, and you know, you get a little backstory and stuff, but it was excellent. And that's all we're going to say about yeah. it. <laughs> um, one of the ones I have to absolutely bring up, uh, show this it's, it's in the second season was Lucifer. Because yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer. Uh, season two, episode one ended so amazingly beautifully. Yeah. And I don't know who here has watched that episode yet, but to anybody that likes BSG, yeah. their jaw was just on the floor. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And it was Lucifer, as he does in the show quite often, sits down and plays piano and sings, and he sings all along the watchtower. And what actress came in this season playing the devil's mother? Patricia Helfer. <laughs> so that infamous perfect. moment from BSG when you find out who the hidden Cylons are, that was their big song. So as the song ends, the elevator to his penthouse opens up and out walks Patricia Helfer. And I'm like, it was pretty bad. It was just a yeah, really nice awesome. touch. It's, but it's always been a fun show. It's it so funny, too, because really they interviewed... Show. I forget the, the actor's name that plays him, but they were asking him about like how he would handle the character when, when he first got it. And he said he was thinking about doing it with an American accent, because he has a British one in the show. Yeah. He said, but he didn't want to do it, though, because it made him sound like a dick. <laughs> 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 there is something so elegantly suave about that man mm-hmm. with the British accent that thinks he says he's right. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I love how he uh, plays the piano a lot in the show, too. In yeah. Really fun. Oh yeah, it's it's some of the best moments. And the other one I'm gonna be really hard pressed not to bring up is Star Wars Rebels season three. The way that started, especially the way that season two ended, was holy shit, dust fantastic. I have to catch up on that. <laughs> you just really need to watch the last episode. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it. <laughs> super wonderful though. Well, I have the very obvious in that I'm very much looking forward to The Flash returning. Well, it starts back tomorrow night, which that means you can tell exactly when we recorded this episode. Yes. Um, but, I mean, outside of the DC shows, obviously, because I'm looking forward to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Supergirl, the, yes! The, um, I'm a big fan of Hawaii Five O, which has already come back for two episodes, which I, I'm really enjoying that show. Uh, but the other show I look forward to every year, it's going into its third season, actually debuts, premieres tonight. With a two-hour premiere, I love Scorpion on CBS. I love that show so much. I've heard it was very good. It's so good, and like I cannot wait for the two-hour premiere this week. I'm actually very curious because there's so far there's two shows that haven't been brought up yet, and I'm kind of surprised by the people at this table. Are they Luke Cage? Oh, and Westworld. I haven't watched either one yet. Yeah, yeah same, same here. here. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to both. Yeah, I heard Westworld was amazing. Everybody said, well, at least they, everybody knows what HBO is going to be able to take care of as far as when Game of Thrones goes away. Because I, I, really? heard, I heard Westworld was kind of like all over the place, but like in the best way. Ways, yeah. I, I yeah, heard it was one of the best shows they have ever attempted and done beautifully. Interesting. Yeah. It's basically the Pirates of the Caribbean eat the tourists. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Well, it's one of the reasons, one of the things that Creighton looked at. Okay, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I called that reference, but I was drinking when you said it. (laughs) I personally was very excited for um, American Horror Story to come back this season. Oh, stop it. (laughs) I'm sorry, but if it's got horror in the title, it should be scary. It's not scary Well, and and the thing is, the the thing I like about, well, (laughs) the first season was. It's true. The first season was scary, but I like how... It was different genres as the seasons went. And this season w- just caught me very off guard because usually a couple of months beforehand, you hear what the theme is. You heard yeah, nothing. Yeah, I anything about and it. And it is one of the coolest ways I think they are going to bring the entire series together uh, as one big That's 
awesome. timeline. I yeah. suffered through the first season because I wanted to check it out, and it was horrible. I suffered through it. It wasn't scary, nothing. So I was like, I'm not watching the second season, whatever. And then I heard that the second season was changing themes. Yes. And I'm like, they're going to an asylum. I'm like, okay, that has some potential. 20 minutes into the episode, they start talking about alien abductions. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Well, the, the thing with that was they were kind of working on the pop culture of the 60s and 70s. So you had things like The Exorcist coming out. You had, um, you know, The Race to the Moon coming out. So they, they kind of brought in all those aspects. And yes, I agree that sometimes the themes are all over the place. But it ends up working in the end. Uh, I still hate it. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't like you very much either. I know. <laughs> the problem is Ryan Murphy thinks he's far more clever than he and actually is. And I agree. Is. I'm not a fan of Ryan Murphy, but I do I do enjoy just the the show. You you actually don't have any? Yeah, because mine are all the DC ones. Like, You're... I'm super excited for Supergirl. I can't wait for Flash. I get what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even intend that. Um, I'm super excited then... for Supergirl. I'm fast for the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Legends then, uh, is going to be legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those are the ones I'm really stoked about. Uh, Arrow's still. Well, in the, in the I, with I think Unless, you need to jump back Unless. into it. I think it's going to be good. This Maybe season. I will. I could be wrong. Well, she got her news that she needed the last thing. She's like, I might give it a shot again now. <laughs> so. I was very cranky last season when they killed Laurel off. So Because I watched yeah. it for Black Canary, and then they killed Black Canary, and I'm like... Meh. Peace. I'll, I'll be honest. There's not really many new shows this year that I was really looking forward to. Like I, Lethal Weapon was one I wanted to check out, mm-hmm. and so far I'm enjoying it. Um, like it's not, it's not fan. It's not like uh, Faust or Shakespeare or anything. But it's a fun hour. It's, it's <laughs> while it's Did you just say Faust. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, and comparing it to no, no, no. I'm saying I know, not, I know, but you, know, you still put them on the same tier. No, 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 I didn't. I would put them up here, and I put well, this no. Up I mean, like here. I could think you maybe be like, well, it's like you know, like it may not be it's no Game of Thrones, like yeah, something okay, like that. You but you went all the way up to Shakespeare. Like, there's nothing in between Lethal Weapon and Shakespeare somewhere that might be a little bit of a closer. Murtaugh and Riggs are the new Hamlet Laertes. They're Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. That's right, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, they're written about us. No, it's. I put it this way. It's not their top-rated show. It's definitely cancelable for Fox. Um, what is it? Let's anything is cancelable. Yeah. Anything is pretty much cancelable by Fox. So, with the exception of, like, Bones and Lucifer and, and stuff, those are doing... I keep forgetting well. Bones is still running. It's, oh, it's done. God. Oh, it is done? I, I, either it was done last season or this is their final one. I think this is their final one because okay. yeah. I saw a commercial for it. Oh, crap. Gonna yeah, end. It's, it's ever going to end. Ever going to end. I, I wish though. Well, that's I wish like, the that's... procedurals would back off because it seems like everything kind of has to be a procedural to get any kind of steam going. Yeah, no. I'm just I'm not crazy about all like the reboots that are coming out. Now I I kind of hypocritical what? because I said I like Hawaii Five O, but Hawaii Five O has been it's going in into its seventh season, mm-hmm. so it's definitely made its run and it's it's proven itself as a solid show. And it, they did that reboot before. Everything was getting rebooted. Like, mm-hmm. it was the standalone reboot of anything. But now you've got Lethal Weapon, you've got MacGyver, you've got Point Break, you've got all Scream? The Exorcist, you've got... A, yeah, Scream you've got is all good, these, though. It is really good. Oh, my God. Well, I'm just talking about, like, this year. Lethal Weapon, oh, yeah. Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Which, Exorcist on Fox is just a bad idea. I don't understand You're taking one that. of the most notable and best horror movies ever, and you're putting it on a local network that's got to tame it, that's got to dumb it down. Well, this isn't it. even the first reboot of it. There was a 
one that I used to watch called Exorcist the Prophecy or something like yeah. that in the 90s, which was bad. Exactly. <laughs> but, it's, you, you can't take Are we talking John Wesley ship flashback? Hey! <laughs> hey, I like him. But we had to, I had to watch him suffer Two that hours! That, that finale where that, that, that first episode was two hours! Yes, and it was wonderful! <laughs> keep, keep it up, we'll make you watch Birds of Prey again. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. See, I you're gonna watch all Birds of Prey. Well, I would rather watch all of Birds of Prey than you're gonna heal me, Daddy. Oh God, Gotham. That was a rough episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's going into a different podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We already talked about that one. So, yeah, um, but yeah. All right. So, you know, we'll uh, actually transition out of TV, and we're gonna get into something that we actually don't think we've ever really discussed on the show ever what? before: musicals. Yay! <laughs> And I figured, why not? Because there's quite a few of us at this table that absolutely adore one show right now specifically, but everybody here probably has one that they really love. And I was like, you know what? Let's dive into this and have fun with this because it's, you know, something that you don't normally usually hear on a pop culture podcast, but it it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, currently, even though Hamilton's kind of wrapping up as far as with its main cast, but it's still yeah. at a fever pitch. It's still impossible to buy tickets. Oh my god, it really is. Uh, so Even in Chicago. Like a, yeah. It's going to be a ten minute conversation about Hamilton. <laughs> no, I mean, we're going to actually try to mix this up a little bit. Because it doesn't even have to be musicals, but could just be stage production. Because I have I have a number that are outside of Hamilton that I actually very much enjoy. Absolutely. Like we were talking before, I like Hamilton, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. I, I'm personally, yeah. I think my favorite musical... See, I'm a big fan of Les Mis, but um, it's in my top three. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of The Producers. It's a great show. I love that show. It's, I mean, you go to the original cast with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's so funny. The songs are so well written. Like, and even, and you think about it, a lot of people don't realize, because I, like, a lot of people don't realize, because they know the movie with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. They know that was off of the musical, but not a lot of people don't realize that the original musical was from a movie, and it's Mel Brooks. It's and written by Zero Mustel, and yeah. yeah, it was and Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yep. I mean, and it's because yeah. when I mentioned that to somebody before, when, when Gene Wilder passed away, you know, I said you should check out the producers with Gene Wilder. They're like, wait, is that different from the musical? I'm like, no, this was before the musical. Uh-huh. This is what the musical is based off of. So. It shows how great that musical is because it opened. Right after 9-11 happened and every other single show that opened bef- like around that time did not make it past uh, a couple weeks after. Yeah. And that the producers sense. ran for years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember the uh, so. Tony Awards that year uh, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick were hosting and every, every time they had an award they had to come back on stage and accept the award. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Bill? I get a I get a bit of hate sometimes for my musical selections because oh, I am a Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. There's you're gonna, nothing you're gonna, wrong You're going to say Repo, aren't you? <laughs> right. Like opera? No. Well, it has <laughs> opera in it. Uh, my favorite is Phantom. Fa- Phantom of the Opera. It's a good no, musical. Phantom's a good musical. Uh, I grew up on it. It's my mother's favorite, and it yeah. became my favorite. She used to play it on the piano all oh, the time while I was growing terrible. up. After I learned to pia- play the piano, I played it all the time. <laughs> I will still play it when I get my piano back all the time. <laughs> it's uh-huh. the first stage show I ever saw in New York. 
was Phantom of the Opera. Funny enough, I hadn't seen it until this year. Really? We went with my folks. But, like, my folks used to play the original um, Broadway recording of Phantom when I was little, nonstop. So when, um, like, that was the song me and my dad danced to was Music of the Night, like, at my wedding, because Phantom was always huge. So, I mean, it's definitely one that, like, you know... It will always, that was fantastic time. Mm -hmm. I like that one. And and even though I have fallen far from the path of being religious, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. I thought you were going to say Book of Mormon. (laughs) 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 I haven't seen Book of Mormon yet. I haven't either, but I've listened to the music. And just from that, it's great. Mm -hmm. Actually, for me, I got to say, and it's one most people would expect, Little Shop of Horrors. Damn you! That was going to be my (laughs) next one. Little Shop of Horrors, I think, was the first time I remember... I mean, I remember being taken to see, like, the Nutcracker, and I think Phantom when I was really young, but I just don't recall it or remember it. But I remember even just a high school production I saw at a school of Little Shop that did an amazing job with everything. And it was so much fun. And I, like, my sister was doing the show, so she was just, you know, in the chorus and stuff like that, but I heard it constantly, so it just got so stuck in my head. So when I got to see it, I'm like, I remember the movie of this. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. And I was like, and then it just kind of clicked, but... It's that's a hard toss between oh that or uh, for me I gotta say spam a lot. That's it's what still, I was gonna say. Yes, that was the really first Broadway show I ever saw was spam a lot. That was the first one we saw together. Yeah, yeah, because we went up with um, Joel and like up to New York and we were like I had never been to anything before and so spam a lot was the first one we got plunged into. Unfortunately, it was after uh, Tim Curry. Was yeah. I was really lucky. I got to see that with the entire full <gasps> original cast the oh, and, they, and met them afterwards when they were the coolest people ever. But oh my god, that Tim we t- we took my mother to that show and my mother doesn't know. Monty Python. Yeah. Huge Monty Python fan now. Yeah. We've like converted yes. my mother. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's got great music too. I mean, Excellent music. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. Um, You know, for stage shows though too that are not musicals as well, Noises Off. And that's yeah. thanks to yes, that's Aaron and TJ yeah, for, for that one. I love Noises Off. We, we oh saw God. it on Broadway. Yeah. Um, With uh, uh, Megan Hilty. Me- Megan Hilty. That was like the guy, the guy who played the John Ritter character from the uh, in the movie, fell down the stairs, and like I didn't think it was part of the show, like because he did it so well. I thought, oh my god, he actually fell down the stairs. And at, and at one point, he flips over the banister, and the banister breaks, and there was an audible gasp from the audience because yeah. they didn't realize it was part of the show. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, but uh, my favorite musical, yeah, um, is. One my wife introduced me to, uh, Dirty Rocks and Scoundrels with John Lithgow. Which was, I can imagine, and you've let me listen to a track or two from that. Yeah. And that's still one of my favorite movies. Obviously, you know, Steve Martin, Michael Caine, like, uh-huh. movie from the 80s, but. She ha- do you still have it? I do. Yeah, she has, uh, she, the, we saw a bootleg of it. It's now off Broadway. It's been off Broadway for yeah. years. Yeah, years, years, Um, but. In the soundtrack, when you get to everybody here's seen Dirty Rock Scout. Oh right? yes, yeah. Bill, it's, we know you haven't, but it doesn't matter. The statue. Two men attempting to swindle I, a rich heiress. Yes, and it's whoever can do it first. Yes. Right before the reveal at the end, in the, in the soundtrack, John Lithgow comes on and says, "Please, if you've never seen the movie or hasn't seen the play, please stop listening to the to the CD now. Go out see uh, see the play." And then come back and listen because there are spoilers ahead, and we don't want you to ruin it. If you have seen, 
seen it, please go out, buy new tic- buy more tickets, uh-huh. come see the play, and then come back and listen to this because I have children I need to put through college. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's and then awesome. and then it goes into the into the reveal, and it was like that's fantastic. Uh-huh. The songs are great, and it's so sad that it did not run. Yeah. Further than it did. Oh, actually, that that's a good question because everybody's kind of given their thought process. Because, like, what what is yours specifically like? Because you, is it Spamalot for you? Was that was your big one? Um, or Spamalot was a big one. I love Wicked, but I've never seen it. Still, I love the music. Yeah, it's one of those ones we've always meant to see and just never. Yeah, got around to seeing. How, um, how about yeah. musicals that you absolutely love that maybe have no right to be good? Evil Dead. Exactly. Yes, even the musical's amazing. When you have a song called "What the Fuck Was That," yeah. it's so awesome. like it's it's brilliant. And it's one of those shows. If you ever see it being played at like a local theater house or whatever, dude, especially around the holidays, go see it. It's so worth your yes, time. It was so funny. And then, oh especially, I can tell you this now: if you've never seen the show, when you buy your tickets, buy tickets for the front row. It is worth every penny. <laughs> They will tell you, are you sure? And you're just going to say yes. Don't ask questions and just do it. Although we didn't get that much spray. We all got like focused onto Chuck. One he of our like, friends. Because they have a splatter zone like for the first two rows. Yeah, just don't wear, just oh don't wear anything that you really love. Yeah. <laughs> but we were expecting, so we got like a couple little bits and stuff. But like we were in the splatter zones. So we were expecting to get like whomped. But, but and, like, I swear to God, they all focused on our one friend, Chuck. He looked like a drowned rat. Like, oh. after he looked, like, and it was beautiful because that... <laughs> he that... even switched seats to try to, like, Be... not get as much water on him. Act one ends with blood spray dousing the first two rows. And it all hit him dead center front row. Uh-huh. And he's like... And he looked at us and we were bone dry. He's like, we are switching seats. And he actually switched seats with a friend of ours. Yeah. And he came and sat down next to us, or uh, and uh, the close show comes back up. So he's more close to the aisleway, close to us. And Act Two starts up exactly where Act One leaves, and they get all of the blood spray going back in full. And something happened that the shower heads tilted where the blood was flowing, and it now hit him in his brand new seat <laughs> as well. My guess is they saw him move. And they did it purposely. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd put money on that. So I, I like you guys have all been been saying shows that have been very popular yeah. and have run for years or you know longer than a lot of Broadway musicals do. My favorite musical actually, when it first came out, it didn't have a very long run, and then it was just revived in two thousand and five, and it was a, a minimum run at. Uh, uh, roundabout, but it's called Assassins, and it's a Stephen Sondheim show. It's not one of his more well-known ones, but yeah. it actually is a very interesting look, and it's the assa- it's seeing the assassins of presidents or would-be assassins of presidents from their point of view. And it was really great. I got I was very lucky to have seen it when they revived it with Neil Patrick Harris. Um, nice. And as my husband will tell you, I have a affinity for more darker musicals for yeah. some reason. So. Don't that, watch this if you have, oh, I don't know, any type of depression. It's, really, it's, a, very, it's a very great show. It's a great Anything music. Anything she recommends. But, 
But no, my other favorite musical is is one from my childhood, and it's happier, I guess. Um, it's Godspell. Uh, okay, and I yeah. and it was one of the first musicals I was introduced to growing up. My parents had the movie. Mm-hmm. It was my parents' wedding song, like one of the songs of my parents' wedding song. I then danced with my dad to one of the songs. But yeah, I also yeah. love the show because um, I've done it several times. But every single time, you can evolve it to be more, um, I guess. <clears throat> In the in the time period, very pop culture oriented. You can change things. Like obviously the musical stay the same, yeah. but like the stories you can change in pop culture wise and stuff. I just love that show. That's spoilers, the main character dies. Yes, just for the record, Jesus I would dies. like to point out that the happier show was the show where they crucified Jesus. <laughs> just to give you a general idea of the tone of assassins. <laughs> You mentioned darker musicals, though. Another one that I love is Sweeney Todd. Sweet, oh, yeah. Sweeney Todd? That, Sweeney I think, Todd is Stonehenge's masterpiece. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. That's a really but, I mean, as far as stage shows goes that not musicals, one that I love, I still love to this day. I'll watch the movie of it. I'll go and see it on stage. I've even performed it in high school. Yeah. I love, love, love Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh, I love that. Oh, that is such a fantastic show. Like That and the other one I really like that I've also performed on stage is Harvey. Harvey's great as well. You don't know Harvey? No. Harvey is pre- Harvey is an invisible rabbit. That I've actually seen. Harvey? Yes. You've seen the movie? I've seen the movie. The yeah. Jimmy, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Classic. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart is a character who throughout the entire movie has an imaginary rabbit named Harvey. And he's a puka. He's a puka. That's right. Um, and throughout the movie, it's his family, or throughout the show, it's his family trying to commit him. Because they think he's crazy. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, you realize this puka is actually real. He's not That's crazy. Awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Because I got to play Wilson, the hospital orderly. And one of the scenes that's in that show is when Jimmy Stewart, the character that Jimmy Stewart plays, um, walks through a door, opens the door, and he tells Harvey to follow him. So he walks through. And then Wilson just sits there, and then the door just kind of opens and closes by itself. I know you know, Cat, def- awesome. you definitely know a reference to this. You've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. There's a moment where it's like, you know, Judge Doon goes into the bar when they're trying to look for Roger and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And there's the one dude that's about to rat him out, and he's like, yeah, I've seen the rabbit. And then he puts his arm around nothing <laughs> and says, say hello, Harvey. Yeah, that's a reference. reference. Oh, that so, so you definitely know references for that one. Yeah. I'm um, glad that you brought up Arsenal Release because there's one of the best lines in that, that play is... Insanity doesn't, doesn't run, run through my family. It practically gallops. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I had that framed and hung above my mother's door. I mean... <laughs> That's one of the ones I actually, oddly enough, have to bring up is one I never, ever anticipated I thought I would never love. <laughs> Shrek the Musical. Shrek's right? Not I've never good. seen it. Oh my God. It's it may still be on Netflix. They actually have a we full recording of the Broadway really? done professionally. It's yeah. awesome. It's we also decided that for anyone who has seen it, that I'm the donkey and Rob Shrek. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. I can see that. But it's actually one of those things that you're like, this had no right to be good. Yes. And it was exceptional. It was really, mm-hmm. really good. It was well, well done. They did a great job adapting the story. Gorgeous looking set, oh my God, and then the, the music was a lot of fun. So yeah. my other fa- my other favorite musical outside of produ- of uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is um, a historical one, seventeen seventy six. I don't know that one enough. Oh, it's the signing of the Declaration of Independence. They made it's a musical a, about that. It's yes. actually very good. It's, it's hysterical. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, Kat's like waiting for the Hamilton reference that's coming. No, no, it's not. No, it's something else. No, 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 from Boy Meets World, Mr. Feeney uh-huh. plays John Adams in the movie version. Interesting. Which is yeah. why in the show it was John Adams High School. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Feels like mind blown. It's really well done. I watch it every 4th of July. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but it's basically the. It is not historically accurate at all, for one thing, you know, Congress sings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because Congress doesn't even actually. Were you there? So. Do you know they didn't sing? <laughs> they might have sung. Can we can we address the elephant in the room though? Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh my god! It's so bad. <laughs> Let's get it out. We've got you got three minutes to cover Hamilton, and then we're gonna take our break, and then we're gonna come back because we still have got a lot to cover in the second half. Personally, I wanted. I think Hamilton needs to be brought up just because of musical theater is such a. <sighs> It's not something that everyone enjoys, and it's yeah. and some people, you know, joke about it and stuff. But Hamilton is bringing a vast group of people that I don't yeah. think would have ever have thought musical theater was a thing mm-hmm. or Broadway was a thing to the theater. Yeah, and it's very true. Well, that's the that's really the case with not not just with Hamilton, but anything that's pretty much non-traditional mm-hmm. that comes to the state. Book of Mormon did the same exact thing. Rent. You had yeah. rent. Rent which like a... Rent was another fantastic one. Oh but my I god, mean, I book, forgot about Book Rent. of Mormon. Oh. When you hear there's a musical written by the guys that created South Park, people want to go and check that out. And it won Tony Awards. I mean, it's... Hamilton's making, like, huge leaps with, like, you know, the way they're doing things with the diversity in theater, mm-hmm. too, though. And, like, I love what they're doing with um, the, Phil- the Philadelphia, the, the, yeah. The soon... Where they're opening up the roles for the founding fathers to To male and female. Yes. Which is awesome. They're also doing something great, which I've never seen before, is it made so much money that they're, and because the original cast was such a big, you know, part of that being so popular is that they're actually giving the cast residuals. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, that's which I awesome. think that's one of the first shows I've ever heard of to add reduce something It also something speaks like very highly of Lin-Manuel because he also does stuff like once a week, he brings in a New York City school to see the play. Yeah, yeah, which is really, really which cool. is which is great. He's fantastic. And then, then they did the ten dollar. They do the ten dollar raffle him, yeah. all the time. I mean, and they said that will never stop as long as the show runs, and it doesn't that matter where it runs because right? yes. yeah, they said it had to continue through the run of the show, no matter what city or state or country it plays in, because they said. That's how it got its start and how it was failed. Because sadly, not everybody can afford a hundred and fifty dollar ticket to a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I can't is it now like a thousand. Well, that yeah, well, and that depends if so. It's going down to about eight now yeah. because oh a lot of the original cast is either taking breaks or stopping the show or getting ready to prep. Well, you prep mm. for Chicago. Some of them are going right to Chicago. Oh, wow. And okay. they've done a lot to stop scalpers and to stop people from from buying and reselling tickets, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I realized too, I just thought about this. You look at like just a just a couple of the musicals that have won a majority of the awards over the past like ten to fifteen years. Look at three of them in particular. Mel Brooks, Monty Python, Matt Stone, and Trey Parker. It's not the traditional Sondheim mm-hmm. and you know, that are creating these monster musicals anymore. It's it's thinking outside of the box, and it's mm-hmm. taking from outside well, of the box. Well, looking at Book of Mormon and Hamilton, it's this is the next generation of Broadway. Yeah. yeah. It is the ones that listened to it when they were growing up as kids and were like, I'm going to do this. 
by today's standards, and I'm going to do it the right way, mm-hmm. and they do something really brilliant with it. But it's one of the reasons, too, that when you hear a, an idea for a musical that sounds absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. like Rocky, when they wanted to make a musical of Rocky, the music for Rocky is actually really well done. Yes, it is. The story is really well done, too. So it's because of, you know, Book of Mormon, Avenue Q, like all these other musicals, that anytime I hear something that sounds crazy, you still... You should still at least give it a chance. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because you never know. Well, I mean, Who when I Hamilton heard about yeah, when, when people like, were telling me like about, about Hamilton, I'm like, what? That sounds ridiculous. Like it's, it's, you heard about yeah. Lethal Weapon, the musical. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, even like On Your Feet. Who thought a movie, or a musical about Gloria Estefan's life yeah. with her music would be... That thing's a smash. And I think you're confused with Beverly Hills Cop, the musical. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. My <laughs> hey, bad. Great theme. Because we're heading into Halloween times, there's two that I'm really morbidly curious to see. The Craft, the musical, and H.P. Lovecraft's The Reanimator, the musical. What? They do oh exist. God. There's a Night of the Living Dead musical that plays there up is. in Toronto, too. There is. There's a yeah, Toxic Avenger brains. musical. Brains, 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 brains. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot, yeah. of, lot of movies that are getting adapted in really odd ways. Mean Girls this summer is going to be in D.C. Mean Girls, the musical. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's, I, there's... I, I, and we all must take a moment of silence for the, the passing of the Spider-Man musical, <laughs> and then we can all thank God for that. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that Bono didn't do good? <laughs> <laughs> How that thing stayed open as long as it did? Because it cost a fortune. Yeah. That's why there was no way to even recoup the fortune. I know. And as we go into a break, this is a good reminder that there is a remake of Rocky Horror coming out on Fox. And please do yourself a favor. Please never, ever, ever watch it. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. Stop talking trash and kick some demon ass. It is time. Oh, it's time, Ash. But not for what you think. It's time for you, Ash, to die. It's time for us. Zombies to rise, it's time for you to say goodbye, it's time for, oh, it's time, time to hurt demon feelings, inside, these two walls there can be only one, it's time, time to fight, doing crazy, and we're back. <laughs> So, one of the other things that we wanted to kind of get into a little bit tonight, this is a very film, film kind of centric, TV centric kind of thing this uh, this month. But that's fun. Um, so we were thinking a little bit along the lines of kind of spinning out of our show last month, which was the retro theme, but revivals, uh, and very specifically Netflix revivals. What shows we want to see and demand that Netflix gets off their ass and picks up. Because as they are converting, it looks like they said their goal is in the next three years, I think they said right now, to get close to 60 to 70% of their content to be purely mm. Netflix original processes. So, so what has yours been? I have one. This is a show that I loved... Uh, and I will still go back and rewatch. And I think if with the proper cast, uh, even if you started from the beginning again or started where it left off, either way it works. I want to see Netflix revive Sliders. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't think Jerry O'Connell's doing anything. We'll throw yeah. him right in there. <laughs> yes, no. but in the in the original, well, he, he murders. He's doing Rebecca Remain. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> he's allowed to. They're that's, married. That's true. <laughs> 
Billy, you looked very excited about this. For well, a this goes back to right to my season finales. You know, they could revive Warehouse 13 and Eureka. Yeah. And yeah. actually give them a full quality run. I think they could do fantastic on that. Do you think, but would Eureka work as a reboot or as a revival? Eureka could work as a revival. Well, because I, I kind of, the way it ended, I kind of think it wrapped up nicely. So it did. I don't know so I could see how a revival would work. Then, well, a you reboot? could do a revival continuation. Unless, so, like it's, unless it's like back to Eureka? Back to Eureka, yes. Yeah. Uh, I could see that as a reboot. Um, like the whole almost pro- a sequel. Like the whole yeah. project of Eureka is rebooted. Because honestly, they, they, you know, the government said they sold And they have a warehouse there. And they have a warehouse there. Uh, but warehouse, warehouse 13... F- warehouse number 14 is there. Right. They could definitely bring that back and, yeah. and continue that on because it was, you know, it's ripe for the continuation. Um, and honestly, yeah, they could merge it with Eureka and that would be amazing. Well, they had, they had a lot of crossover. They did well, it have wasn't a, a lot. I think it was only maybe a handful episodes. It was a handful of episodes. episodes. But it, was but it was like four or five episodes. Yeah. But but enough that you could... It was good quality episodes. Yeah, the, the only crossover. episodes of Warehouse 14, Warehouse 13 I've ever watched. Oh, ah, that's so funny. Oh, I loved that show so much, and I'm so sad we never got to watch the final season. But it was such an awesome show. I will, I will work on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I would not be sad about that one bit. How about you, Kat? I'd be interested in seeing um, them continue Buffy with what they've done in the comics. To oh, what extent? I know. They kind of went... Weird in the comics. The problem at is, points, I don't think you get Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't think you get Sarah Michelle Gellar anymore. I know it would have to be that would have to be. Def- that would have She's to not be doing you definitely can't get Xander anymore. Yes, hi. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, actually, no. Can SM- you film from prison? <laughs> SMG actually would do it more than likely. Think about what one of the last things I, she did was last season. Uh, Rebels. She was one of the main voices of the villains of that show. Yeah. Right before that, she was on the crazy ones with Robin Williams yeah. before he passed. And so she good. was amazing oh at that. Oh yeah, I'm she not saying so she's good. not good, but I just think that I don't think she wants to come back to Buffy. I don't know about that. I think I've read somewhere too that she she would revisit. Okay. Well, you have to look at it at the time. She was like, "All I've done is Buffy. I want to go do more things." And now, where she's at, she could be like. Mm, I'd honestly rather see, like, a reboot, a new Slayer. No, no, and it wouldn't be. No, what I want to see was a long-rumored project that they never did. The damn show that BBC was supposed to do in that universe, Ripper. It was supposed to be Giles. Giles? It was Giles after the events of Buffy when he left. There we go, Netflix. Do Ripper. (laughs) But where would you go with it, though? Because by the end of the show, every Slayer is awakened. I don't really know if there's a way to kind of rein that back in. No, no, no. So... Buffy continues in the comics. Oh, I know it does for a while. But, but I mean, like it's, it's him in London. It's not it's the still same. Going. It's well, Ripper, I can see. But I, I mean, would like yeah. to see Ripper. What when Ripper's he was Ripper before, young, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was yeah. young Giles. Uh huh. Getting that nickname, yeah. I well, would you love do to like see the young Indiana Jones thing. Just have Anthony Head Stewart sitting around a crotchety old man telling stories about when he was a kid. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think everybody at this table is like Firefly, obviously. But honestly, I you know, know what? Nowadays, I don't, I don't think I would want that. I don't, I don't think know. they could. And that, Nathan Fillion has come out and is like, he's nope, yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done with it. I don't it's, think they could. Like, I think late. if they did it, it wouldn't. It would just. It was just lightning late. in a bottle. It yeah, was. It was. And, yeah, it mm-hmm. was. And honestly, you know what? It's fine because I don't know if you, anybody here has seen Con Man. Love it. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. That's, Love it. That's wonderful. It's and the second season of that's starting soon. I think so, yeah. Um, 
But no, uh, I, I gotta say, out there show wise, I, I would almost beg and plead for Futurama to come back solely on Netflix because every one of those cast members had said if Netflix would ever choose to pick them up, it would be without question that every one of them would return. And they said they didn't care what the hell their contracts are as long as all the cast would come back. Yeah. Because they, they loved doing it when they got like like you know like revamped for Comedy Central and came back for what three seasons four seasons yeah and then a season of movies which the movies were eh but the last seasons of Futurama were phenomenal they were really good and yeah. that was such that that goes back to like one of the best finales I can think of the series finale of Futurama it was wonderful but yeah I'd love to see that come back I have one Quantum Leap that's a good one mm-hmm. I would love yeah. to see Quantum Leap and. Not even with Scott Bakula, even though I know he probably would come back for it. But I would love to see the adventures of like maybe his daughter looking for him through time. See what I something like that. But I I, I, actually that was mine. Uh, I was going to throw out the easy one of Young Justice. I'd love to see that come back. Oh yes, absolutely. Another time jump. See what the hell they do. Uh, But my uh, my big one was Quantum Leap. And what you do is you say that all of his changes occurred, which means that in this new timeline, Scott ba- uh, Sam Beckett never stepped into the quantum accelerator. He's still around in the future, and the project has now turned into a observation. Everybody goes back and observes. They don't change anything. And the new leaper is in the past one day, and this guy comes running up to him and goes, why didn't anybody look for me? Why am I still here? Where's Al? And then he leaps. The, you just see the leap. And the entire season is trying to figure out who the hell that was. That would be cool. And it'd be so, such good. more better effects. Because those effects were... <laughs> you would also need to really, really set the rules. Honestly, I gotta <laughs> yeah. say, one of the other shows that I would love to see Netflix take a risk on... Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles and finish that damn show because yes. it was oh, phenomenal was and it just hung and they're like Fox being Fox canceling another show before it finishes uh, I know one show that I loved and I actually thought had a pretty decent series finale um, I still love this show to this day I'll still go back and rewatch it but I'd love to see it come back and continue is Chuck Chuck was oh, great yeah. And it did have a, it did have a nice finale. It wasn't the most happiest of finales because Sarah still didn't have her memories. But you know the two of them still ended up together, and he was going to try his best to get her to remember everything. And that's where it leaves off. So there's still definitely more story to be told between Chuck and Sarah. So I'd like to see a continuation of Chuck. I'd like to see that come back. How about the Twilight Zone? Mm. Like a new it's Twilight Zone or Outer Limits, and just. The problem is that, like, there are other shows out there now that do it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mirror. Yeah. It's basically the Twilight Zone, but better. Mm-hmm. You Cat Cat's making a face because she watched one episode, and it was the first episode with the Prime Minister, and she's like, I can't deal with this. This is too much. I'm it done. It so upset. I couldn't watch it. You were in tears, and you were like, so I can't upset. do this. Mm-mm. No. I know an animated series I'd like to see come back. What's that? Or revived. Thundercats. <laughs> they did, it did, 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 did a Oh, well, I didn't anywhere. pay attention to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they canceled it. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, I take it back. I would like to see Tiny Toons come back. 
Oh, Tiny, and they never Tiny will because Tiny Tim's Maniacs and yeah, stuff like that. I Steven think, Spielberg stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's like again, that's like in a bottle. bottle. I don't Tiny think you're going right. to get. I don't think you're going to get the quality that you got of those. So if you're talking about Lightning in a Bottle, what about like Freaks and Geeks? That was also like two seasons. And that wasn't even yeah. fancy. It was, that a, was, it was a one season, yeah. Single season. Yeah. That was a one yeah, you're, and done. You're talking to the wrong guy here. I'm probably the one hardy at the table. <laughs> I want to see a Johnny English TV series. Oh, Actually, on that note, a, a TV show that I still love to this time, I'll still watch it, that I'd like to see, Mr. Bean. And by that silence, I can tell nobody agrees with me. <laughs> I've never I, seen no, it. But, no, it's You've good, never but seen think... Mr. Bean? No. Oh, we're doing a marathon. <laughs> Mr. Wrong. Bean is fantastic. It's it's tough because there are some shows that I think like dramas and, and serious shows are, are definitely much more primed for that kind of reboot, revival type of thing. But I'm thinking like Black Books... If anybody's oh, seen Black Books, yes, Black Books is amazing. Three so short seasons. BBC show. I would love to see more of that. It's like, it's an Irish drunkard, a... Who's that? The, like, and then the other two cast, like, they're hilarious. Bernard and Manny. It's yeah, and they run a little bookshop. And, like, the way they talk to, cl- like, customers is, like, de- like, it's how you want to talk to them. If you had no filter. Think, like, think all the clerks, things that go on in your head. Clerks, yeah. like, Kevin Smith clerks. But like, it's a BBC, BBC. show... Set in a used bookstore with a wino and just the unhinged, crazy wild card. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'll need to watch that. But other than that, it's so funny. Like, um, oh god, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, another British show, Coupling. Oh, oh I Coupling love is coupling. wonderful. Yeah, but they did remake that. It's called Friends. <laughs> 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 wow, I've never seen Bill seethe before, and he's seething. <laughs> no, they did do a U.S. coupling, and yes, it they was did. three episodes, terrible. and it was canceled. It was, it was yeah. terrible. Um, I mean, you had Stephen Moffat writing coupling. That's why it was good. Because it was funny and silly, and that's what he does best, not Doctor Who. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, and we're not talking about Doctor Who right now, and how badly Stephen Moffat has tanked things. Oh my god, I'm not. It's okay, he's leaving. Um... The show I would want to see. Yeah. Apparently, TJ forgot what it's like to be on a podcast. <laughs> no, I just get fidgety. Um, the show I'd like to see is uh, another animated series, Darkwing Duck. Well, like I said, well, Darkwing's back in comic form right now. Yeah, but so. it, the the show was so great. Yeah, Gargoyles is another one I'd love to Gargoyles see. Gargoyles was awesome. Absolutely. I just, I just thought of one I would love to see What's come that? back, and you guys might actually agree with me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Pushing Daisies come back. I've never seen oh, it. Oh yeah, I never saw Pushing Man. The, the end, this end of the, the far end of the table. Yeah, and like, line, dead like me. I would love dead to like see Dead Like Me come back. That was fantastic. <laughs> and those who haven't seen it, it's literally Grim Reapers. I, yeah. Taking souls, it's okay. amazing. We watched, we watched. I think the start of it or the movie because that's I guess like the movie first. Died. Is there a movie? Yes, it's killed by an airline toilet. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think that's what it was. Something like that. From the space, from the space station. Was it was the toilet. Yeah, it was the toilet. The uh, toilet seat from the space yeah. station <laughs> fell, and it, as it came in, re-entry, it hit her, and she yeah, died. Yeah, she died. You remember Sulaki? It was like the fourteen-year-old that becomes a Grim Reaper. Oh, it was like, Mandy Patinkin's in it. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. We didn't get very far. No, we did not. But it, what I watched, it was actually pretty damn good. So, anybody else had any last minute ones? Spaced. Oh, I loved Spaced. You'll never that get that amazing. cast back. No, no never. never. They're way never. too big. Are, are we talking about, or at least Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? Yeah. 
Netflix revivals. Just well, general. yeah, but I and, mean, because they revive stuff that was a movie and turned it into a series. That's fine, too. Okay. That, funny enough, I'd like them to recast uh, National Treasure, because I really enjoyed yeah, those movies. I wanted... And a kind of series without Nicolas Cage might be I would fun. love that. I it would, would not so be much. the same no, without no, Nicolas Cage. No, no, no. Yes, it would be good. No. Uh, no, shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that I up like really quick movies. because there I is like a the sh- plot. there is a show Nicholas called that. Yes, it's is. called The Librarians. No, there actually is a show called National Treasure too. Yeah, I know, but, but I basically it's based the, off the, movie. the premise of Librarians. Wait, is, is Librarians the one with Noah Wiley? Yes, yeah. Yeah. and okay. Bob Newhart. Yes, is in the yeah. mirror. That is essentially See, National again, Treasure. Again, you, you gotta go. I, I want a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I heard Librarians is actually really good. I am just I haven't seen the series, I've seen the movies, and the movies were rough middling the, There's at best. a bit more sci fi in the librarians that make it above and beyond National Treasure. Though. Yeah, like See, National I Treasure. I like the just, National Treasure movies. You I thought just the don't plot, like Nicolas Cage. I know. And I thought the plot was good. I just hated Nicolas Cage in every second of I it. I don't get your hatred for Nicolas horrendous. Cage. I really don't. And with that horrendous. being said, I want to see Sorcerer's Apprentice. I want to see Ghost yes. Rider. Yes. I want to see anything with Nicolas Cage revived to Netflix. And actually, with actually, someone other I think, than Nicolas no, Cage? No, I think Netflix should now be called Netflix. Netflix. I hate you! I hate you so much! And their subscription user base drops. Plummet. I don't know, it might go up. No. I, I want to see I want to see House return to the hospital. I want to see him return to practice because yeah. I loved House. I've never seen House. <laughs> Neither have I. It's okay. Not surprised. <laughs> gonna... Honestly, at this point, I'd be more surprised if she had. Seen I know. It. I was I... waiting for like the shock to just die down learn. Here. If you ever hear something that you haven't seen, just stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Makes everything better. Yeah, actually, you know what? There <laughs> is one that I think so that would be amazing funny. that they could do. With, Nef- with Nicolas Cage? No. no. Nothing with Nif- Nicolas Cage. No. Um, it got one episode. 1313 Mockingbird. Oh, yes. that, was yes. excellent. that was fantastic. Oh my God, Eddie was Izzard so as Grandpa Monster. And Jerry yes, O'Connell as... We bring as back Jerry yeah. O'Connell. As oh my God. One episode, it was Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi is a fantastic lily. Because it, it, yeah. it was a television movie that they made to see if there would be interest. A, an interest in a show. Did it even air? Oh, yes, the movie did, did yes. Oh, okay. It, it, yeah. it did air, but... That was if they brought if they got to a point where like Netflix was willing to bring that back or a new Adams Family series mm-hmm. that's done true to form could be amazing. Eddie yeah. Izzard was really dark as Grandpa. <laughs> he's so fantastic, and it was great. He's so good. I've oh. met Eddie Izzard, and he's awesome. Me too. Me Did too. You? Oh, God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I, that's the one. If I really think very long and hard about it. That's the one I could think that of that sense. would be amazing to see come back. Another Eddie Izzard movie I would think might make a decent revival if they could do it right is Mystery Men. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I enjoyed that. Mystery Men would actually be a pretty decent series if they could pull it, if they could do it right. I I just kill to see William H Macy pull out the shovel again. Oh my god, yes. great. like we know Janine Garofalo is not doing much of anything. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hank Azaria could be the um, Blue Raja again. <laughs> And mm-hmm. Paul, Rubens. Paul Rubens can come back as the as the spleen. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh I'm excited God. because I actually get to see one of my favorite shows come back on Netflix in a couple of weeks, and that's Gilmore Girls. And I'm yeah. really excited to see what they're going to do. And I love how Netflix pretty much steps back and says, you know what you're doing, have at. Yeah, they'll just they do give you a lot of... I mean, I was... I got Arrested Development came back, and I was super excited about that, you know? And we're getting another season of that again soon, too. So... Yeah, yeah. 
Netflix is doing it right. I mean, I'm happy to see that they're taking risks with bringing stuff back because they know what people are watching. <coughs> and that's the one thing that they have over every other network. They don't know who and why because Nielsen ratings don't make any sense anymore. They don't but really Netflix work, is, yeah. we know every single thing you're watching. The episodes you watch more than anything else know exactly what makes those ones special. And they can say, perfect. We need a show that has this, this, and this. It needs to be in this genre. Who is brilliant? It's an upcoming young writer that can do this show. Go. Mm-hmm. And that's all they have to do. And it's I, I really want to see them continue this awesome trend. They're doing a great job with the Marvel shows. They're bringing back some really interesting shows nobody ever expected to see come back with Full House. You know, oh, Mr. Science Theater is coming back on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it coming to Netflix? Yes, it okay. is. It I is. knew the revival was coming back, but I didn't know where it was yeah. going to be seen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, with that, we're going to get into one quick more film discussion before we get into our final part that kind of wraps this all up, before we go into a different end segment for this episode. But that being specifically is, what does everybody here think the next film trend is going to be? Because right now, it seems like comic book mo- uh, book movies are starting to slow. We're seeing it's like yeah. a little bit of a rise of a return of old form they're going to they're starting to slow the the interest this TJ rolls his eyes <laughs> I'm sorry can we look at the schedule for the uh, for Disney and Warner Brothers for the next five years and tell me movie superhero movies are slowing down <laughs> you're starting to see people in the general more. talk more and more about I don't need to see this mm-hmm. yeah where you used to see every one of them and now it's like it's cool that's okay I'll wait yeah. And the more and more that happens, that starts changing, which means we are on the verge of that bubble getting a little too big, and it's getting closer and closer to bursting. Uh-huh. So, we'll put it this way. If Justice League flops, DC's doomed. Yeah. Or if it's sure. absolutely critically hated, and it still does find box office numbers, but hated, it's going to make them rethink it's, everything. It's their third strike. I mean, it's... Yeah, pretty Well, Wonder Woman's out first. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, say by the time yeah. we get to that point, so we're talking a year... Yeah, but, but it, for us, it doesn't matter what bombs here. What matters if it plays in China because that tends to tends to be the big money get now. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Work World of Warcraft mm-hmm. did horrible in yeah. the states. In the states, but, but it's China getting it it's really... getting a sequel because in, in China it did gangbusters. Also, because yeah. the people who saw the movie and enjoyed the movie really, really want a sequel. That's true. Yeah. I really, really want a sequel. <laughs> God damn it! Make a sequel. Transformers is on the f- fifth movie with plans for six, seven, and eight. Because of China. Because of China. Why China? Why? Because they only let X amount in per year. Yeah. And since our humor doesn't transfer to them. Yeah. Action does though. Action does. Uh, And they can't show things with any kind of um, supernatural or um, what was the other one that, uh, no, what was they now said that they can't let another type of movie and time travel yeah. in because Why? it does because it doesn't uh, it because they don't want people to think that you can possibly go back and change things. <laughs> no, but I mean like with the supernatural like they revere their ancestors open so much. Over there, right? They don't like supernatural. Yeah. Well, yeah, cuz Ghostbusters didn't show in China. Cuz right. the culture aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. So Ghostbusters might not get a sequel because it didn't make as much money, money. as they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it didn't show in China. That's yeah. interesting. I yeah. had no so, idea. So, but the, like the, that's how we have eight Fast and Furious movies, 
And yeah. that's why no, those do well in the states. They well, really yeah. do. They do well in the states. <laughs> that's why. And let's be real. They're good movies. <laughs> I should have to see them. I'm filling in for Kenny. (laughs) No, you're still filling in for you. (laughs) But but that's why I look at you and go, "They're not going to superhero movies aren't going to stop anytime soon because China. No, they're going to go for a while. But I'm saying is what the trends are going to be. You're not going to see anything out. I think outside of what Marvel and DC are doing, you're not going to see. Hey, here we're going to start. Trying to push really hard, and I know yes, they're talking about doing Exo Man of War, but who's going to see that? Nobody. Who was going to see Iron Man when it came out? Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think there's much of a shot for you're going to see many of these independent comic companies make it huge and big. Yeah. Like, yeah, you saw Kick Ass blow up well, but because it was a super over the top violent movie, and well, there's a lot of them now, and we don't really. It's not. You're not going to be able to keep pushing that into the theater goers as much anymore. The question is, like, we're now seeing a little bit more of a resurgence in sci-fi again. Do we mm-hmm. think that's going to continue? Or do we think we're going to see something different take over? I wonder if there's going to be, like, in the 90s, the influx of indie movies. That's what I would back. like to that see. That would be nice. I mean, because if you look at, like, a, like a recent release, Swiss Army Man, yeah. which did phenomenal in, you know, in, in the... Um, in the independent circuits and, and such. It won awards in independent circuits. And it actually looks interesting. I haven't had a chance to see it, but everybody I've talked to has seen it says it's amazing. And it's original. It's different. It's nothing we've ever seen. And that's what's missing now. Yeah. And But the problem with what that is is that the reason why that is is studios now, they care more about money than the product. Yeah. So they're going to make what's going to make money. And TV's now stepping up. Yeah, like HBO, Netflix, Hulu. Yeah, these companies are willing to take chances on a longer format show. That's how you get stuff like Game of Thrones or Westworld or Stranger or Things. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Well, like, look or at, the look Marvel at, stuff. And look at like Mallrats. Mallrats was two was supposed to be a movie. They now pushed back. Now it's going to be now it's going to be a TV series, I believe, on Netflix. Yeah, uh, well, no, I don't I think, think they announced where it's going to be. Yeah, they haven't. Oh, okay, but yeah. it is going to be a television series. Yeah, yeah. and it's. You, I wouldn't be shocked if it was on like, Netflix though. Yeah. You look at that, and it's Hollywood's playing it safer and safer because they have to. Because they have to. Because ticket prices have gotten so expensive. Like as bad as it sounds, I don't see dramas in the movies anymore. It's not worth it. But Netflix isn't just taking a chance on the television series too. Netflix is taking a chance on a lot of the films. Yeah. Look at Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler was bombing in the box office. So they gave him, I think, like a six-movie deal on and Netflix. And he's bombing on Netflix. No, he's no, not. The last two seen. movies they've oh, done really? have been really well. No yeah. kidding. Oh, they, wow. They're really bad. No, they're not. Oh, no, <laughs> the one he did with with um, with um David Spade was actually really good. And it's because they're giving him the platform yeah. because he wasn't doing well in the box office. So yeah. Netflix is, like you said, they're taking chances on right. things that Hollywood is not. Exactly. So you have stuff like... like like, some of the stuff we want to see be remade, it's not going to be remade in Hollywood. No. You know, some of the series we're going to want, we want to see continue aren't going to be continued on Hollywood or in Hollywood or on the regular networks. They're going to be continued on Netflix. They're going yeah. to be continued on HBO. Or Amazon. Or, yeah. I mean, I think Warner Brothers is making a huge mistake. I think they should have sold, they should have uh, taken the Justice League to HBO and say, hey, you want to... Ten-hour-long Justice League movie. Yeah, but if they, I don't think they would have gotten the star power in that, though, had they done. I don't think they would have either. But I think they, they don't would have need the star power. In right, that. because yeah. look at Game of Thrones. True, Game it's of Thrones huge. had next to nobody. In You're it. like, we have Charles Dance. 
Yeah. Everybody, everybody liked Charles yeah. Dance, and everybody was like, yeah. yeah. And then who else? Peter Dinklage. But who the hell knew Peter Dinklage before? He's been around for a long time. But nobody really knew him. As a character actor. True, true. But only Lita Heedy or... Uh, yeah, had, uh, Headley. 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 Yeah. but I mean, yeah, even like even on that note too, like a lot of the like... bigger stars, and so this is kind of contradiction what I just said. A lot of the bigger stars are going to television. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Blacklist is a prime example with Spader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a, a, another one that just started. Well, the, the the going back to Blacklist, that's also because he's executive producer. The stars have the money; they want to make the shows that they want to see. Yeah, and they're bringing them. They're making the shows. They're starring in them because that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Sandler's another good example. He's he's, he's executive producing his own film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, He holds the control. I don't think the trends in Hollywood are they're going to stay action movies for all. You think it's just going to stay locked at this point? I, I think it's going to stay at least for a for at least another ten years. In China, then probably. Yeah, and I think that you're just going to see action movies. The genre. Theoretically, you know, it might not be we'll superheroes. It might be science. You know, it might be the the Star Trek Beyond type of star, science fiction. Yeah. But it's still going to be big budget action movies. Well, yeah. like what's the new one with uh, with Chris Pratt and Jennifer yeah. Hudson? Passenger. Passenger. That looks which excellent. looks phenomenal. Really good. Yeah. And it's original. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still sticking to the sci-fi and the action that, that's in there, but at least it's an original story. Yes. Like, it's nothing rebooted, it it's good. nothing continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first time I saw a trailer in a while for something I have no knowledge of. Watch the trailer, I'm like, I actually really want to see this. Yeah, yeah. I have to go look for the trailer. And we, we, we watched it, me and Kat watched it, and we were like, okay, so there's three movies we're seeing this holiday. We know we're going to see Fantastic Beasts, because we like Harry Potter. Absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh. We know we're going to see Rogue One, and we're like, and I was like, I really want to see The Passengers now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what and I want to see too. That's the other thing. It's like they're looking for franchises now. Yeah. After the three Fantastic Beast movies, they're trying to get another Harry Potter guy. And for and Radcliffe was like, "No, nope. I'm about forty, yeah. maybe, but no, no." And they're like, "Well, shit." Two of the last independent films that he has done, I I've seen one of them. The yeah. other one is Swiss Army Man, but I haven't seen. I like his independent stuff. The other one he did yeah. was Horns. I didn't Which see Horns, but I was saw. curious about it. Horns is pretty good, yeah. Okay, I'll have to check it out. And then. it's original. It's something I wanted original. to see it. It looked interesting. It's on Netflix. Okay. As we go back to... We, this yeah. might as well be one big yeah. Netflix commercial yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor! Yeah, check out Netflix. It's amazing. <laughs> or at least free memberships. I know, right? Like, sponsor, whatever. Free yeah. memberships. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. One of the movies I want to go go to see in, in the theaters... And I don't know why I want to pay money to see it. It's a story you could probably guess from a mile away. Warcraft 2. No. <laughs> the Accountant. I want to see it. I think it looks decent. It looks decent, but it's like, okay, Affleck. look. Yeah. yeah. Ben Affleck's an accountant for, what, the Mafia? Mob? Like, Something he's a, like that, yeah. And he loses his shit and goes all, you yeah. know. I'll tell you a movie wild. that, I, that, again, I mean, we, we, we put down these franchises and we criticize them, but there are still ones that we still definitely want to see. Like you mentioned the Harry Potter continuation and uh-huh. such. I One that I was looking forward to that I got the chance to see, I wanted to see the reboot of Magnificent Seven. How was that? I loved it. I thought it was great. It's yeah, gritty. I'm a sucker for westerns. It's been a while. Hell or High Water was very western-like, and that movie was phenomenal too. Uh, probably my favorite movie of the year. But it was nice going to the theaters to see a traditional western mm-hmm. again. And Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington were great. So That's I was awesome. looking for I was looking forward to that and I was very happy with it. 
Well, I think we're going to hold it there because I think we've all decided that, yeah, Hollywood's kind of just doomed. So, um, <laughs> but the last thing we wanted to talk about tonight was there was an article that went up on Cracked. I know some people got a chance to check out, um, and some of you out there that are listening may have seen it, but... Oh, I didn't... <coughs> Don't die, Rob! So, we were thinking about the idea of connected universes. Yeah. And somebody brought up, you know, where we see a lot of fan theories, like, every Pixar movie is connected because of this is here, and this is here, and this is here, yeah. and so on and so forth. But somebody brought up the idea of, there's an old movie from the 80s called Cloak and Dagger. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> Matthew Very, no, Matthew Broderick? No. No. It, it was, uh... Daphne Coleman. No. No. I'm confused. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You're fine, buddy. My brain hurts. That was like my go-to as a kid. <laughs> but Cloak and Dagger, uh, and they were kind of going on and says, this, if you look at it and break it down, is in an odd way actually the prequel to Fight Club. And they said, and they broke it down in this most, one of the most beautiful ways I've ever seen it. And I'm like, holy crap, all of this makes 100% sense. I do remember it. And, uh... When you go through it, you're like, this is kind of brilliant, and it's here's this new, weird, connected universe. It is Daphne Coleman. You were right, yeah. <laughs> so, Tell me it makes us think a little bit on maybe some of the connected universes we would have li- li- like liked to see, or a connection we would like to make between movies that we think would be kind of cool, or if there was a crossover between something. So I wasn't sure if anybody had any that really jumped out. I have one. Okay. I would like to see Ash Williams join The Walking Dead. Yes. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Season, a series over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the only one I could think of. I would just, I would, and the only reason I thought about that was because I made a reference during, uh, cheap plug for my panel. Um, <laughs> when I talked to Rooker yesterday, I made the reference that. Wait, he, when you talked to who? Michael Rooker. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, when, um, I made a, a reference that he's a, he was a, he became a one-handed badass in Walking Dead mm-hmm. compared to Ash, who was a one-handed badass in Evil, in, uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. So, I, Walking Dead meets Evil Dead. I'd like to yeah. see that. That would be pretty cool. That Actually, would be very cool. if I could take old films and connect the universe, 2001 Space Odyssey, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would think Flight of the Navigator E.T. That would actually work incredibly well. Ew, E.T. Everyone's going to throw things at me. I don't oh like, I don't, I don't like, I actually, I'm not very fond of E.T. That's still one of those ones that I was just kind of like, it just never was, yay, this is the best thing <laughs> so ever. So if you're going to read something disturbing, read the treatment for the sequel to that. Oh god. <laughs> I would love to so see. creepy. He was creepy. I, I, yeah. I know, he holds a special place in my heart because I was the age, like, I was yeah. very young when it first came out. It was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. So it was I my first loved movie in the theater. See, I saw it when I was little, and, like, it gave me, he gave me nightmares. I it agree. me. I yeah. agree. And M&M's is kicking themselves ever since. <laughs> I heard about Reese's that. Pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's, yeah. yeah. That just yeah. was going to be M&M's, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they said no. <laughs> uh, I, I should be okay. kicking themselves. I, no, so it's a modern movie with a, Older movie that it, there's controversy surrounding this, and there's bound to be controversy when I say what it is: The Hunger Games mm-hmm. and Battle Royale. Mm. Oh, pretty much the same movie. Yeah. I know. But and Battle Royale exactly, was maybe the start of it all. Like that would be possibly. neat. That was like because the beginning where they got the ideas yeah. for when maybe there was a mass uprising. That's why I there's districts down neat. and all I mean, this. Battle Royale is very like not concrete about 
how this all started. Well, you Battle Royale was you, like, modern day. History, was, but... was modern day quote. Yes. Yeah. And then Hunger Games, we know, was at least 74 years in the future. Yes. So it'd be fun to make that connection. I think that's more what I it like is. It's, just, I think it's cool. us making our own connections. It could be the to this true. Stuff. Of it. true. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea of this, yeah. is, is for us to make our own connections because we just think it would be unique and interesting. I think that's cool. Like, there's no reason that the Terminator cannot exist, uh, that doesn't exist in the alien and predator world. Because who doesn't want that? Like, they've done comics, but. I want to see that live action because that would be so much fun. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of a comic to a live action that I wouldn't mind seeing mixing universes, I'm going back to the same well again. Jason versus Freddy versus Ash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they they that, that was, was that be, was yeah. they had two sequels planned yeah. for that originally. They were going to tie after that. They were going to do another series as well that was Pinhead versus Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to take the winner of each bout and verse each other. And then there were the other plan originally was also to have... It was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash because they all properties owned by New Line Cinema at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. which is what their goal was. And they were like, oh, Renaissance Pictures owns the rights to the character and we can't touch it. Uh, so that's, that's why it happened. And it became yeah. an IDW comic book instead. Or no, Dynamite. Dynamite yeah. Comics. No, I think you were... Is it Dynamite? Dynamite. Because I, I own so. it. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Um... So, funny enough, uh, you probably know this. I'm not sure about anybody else at the table. Has anybody ever heard of the Tommy Westfall theory? No. Oh, you don't know this? I, I might, but I don't know it by the it name. It rings a bell, but I'm yeah. not sure why. So, there's a a, there was a TV show, uh, St. Elsewhere. At yes. the end of St. Elsewhere, it was revealed that the entire show took place in the imagination of this kid in this snow globe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the prevailing th- the thing is the characters from Saint Elsewhere then appeared on uh, Homicide Life on the Street. Yeah, which that means that those characters must also be in the snow globe mm-hmm. under the direction of Tommy Westfall in his mind. Yeah. So the th- prevailing theory is any show that is mentioned those shows must also be in the kid's mind. So like Munch. Was in light from from uh, Law and Order was also in Homicide, Homicide Life, Life on, on the, the streets. Street. So he transferred so over to Law and Order, so now Law and Order. So is we on. have a really disturbed child. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> so this, and oh. you can look it up online. It's the Tommy Westfall theory. Yeah. Every almost every television show that has ever been created falls under this. Okay, because at one point Law and Order mentions, uh, I think Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Okay, which means that Seinfeld, Friends, and that block are all in uh, this this universe. And then they start mentioning movies because they've gone to see movies. And those things are now, because they have to be, oh because my God, it's all in this kid's nuts. mind. So are you saying we're all actually figments of Tommy Westfall's imagination? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I mean, just... Podcast to... over. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the Matrix. This yeah. is version one, and this is where it like, all goes um, wrong. I took the red pill. I the it Bob would be greener. The Bob Newhart <laughs> show is tangential to Saint Elsewhere because they mention it. But Alf mentions the Saint Elsewhere, the Bob Newhart okay. show. All right, if you're going to bring up Alf, you have to remember Alf doesn't fit into this because Alf and Matlock 
had a crossover. So, so Matlock's part Wait, of it. What? I'm not kidding you. Yeah, Alf appears on Matlock as a character. This is not a lie. You have to remember, TV kind of went off the rails for a while. Not a lot of people remember, you know, what is it? Fat when Family Matters, Urkel. Oh yeah, yeah. Show that was supposed to be about an average black family. Does anybody remember the end scenes in that when they have a teleporter that takes them to France? Oh yeah. my god, it got that's really right. wonky. It yeah. did. I do and, remember it getting and Stephen, really... And Stephen Urkel became Stephen Urkel. Yeah. Stephen Urkel. And he was connected to that universe because there was a point where he went off in a jetpack and, and landed, landed in step, step by step. step. That's right. <laughs> yeah. oh and that's when he came up with Do the Urkel. God. At the dance. Yes, he did. God, I, I so... There's a lot of weird that. connections to shows sometimes. And sometimes it's because they're on the same network, but sometimes you're like... Oh shit, they are running out of ideas. Everyone was coming down off the coke from the 80s. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but again, one of these shows that we just mentioned. But look it up, look it up on YouTube. The Fonz jumping a shark. <laughs> but look it up uh-huh. on YouTube. Matlock and Alf. Oh but it, it's uh, actually something that exists. Wow. Looking up the Tommy Westfall theory and reading it. Yeah. Like, because there's, a th- there's actually a website devoted to it That's that amazing. constantly adds of the shows as they come in. Yeah. That's nuts. That's Kind of creepy. That yeah. person has way too much time on their hands. I mean, I felt like the Pixar like breakdowns that people come up with were in, like, "Wow, this is a fucking stretch." But at the same time, you're like, clever. But it's clever. Well, like the hat, like so. So even Lost is in there. See. Oh Jesus! So, <laughs> so with, the, with the Toy Story, you have Toy Story One, where Andy's wearing the hat, and it's very faded, and they're the um, band obviously is gone, and then the little girl who owns Jesse is wearing the same hat, but it's brand new, and the band is there, and it kind of almost makes the connection of maybe that's his mom, and then I, mm-hmm. I love stuff like that with Pixar. Oh, it's really neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's the weird string theory that we play with, like some I of like our favorite things. I like the meme that was going around with Firefly. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the reasons that I, that brought this. Topic into play, which was the shot of uh, Spike from Buffy. Spike from Buffy, and they said uh, Josh basically stated that if Firefly went long enough, he was going to have a quick scene where they come across a bar, and Spike is sitting at the bar and be like, "Doesn't matter how old, uh, how much time passes, things never change." I would have killed for and everybody would have lost their shit. Yes, yes. actually, so. Whedon, because Whedon ties a lot of his stuff together really well, but there are like nods in Dollhouse with stuff too. And oh yeah, cross like references because Dollhouse got very into that, and it's so because they're uploading people's personalities, and it got very into like some nebulous territory. There's a lot of room to connect things. Oh my god! <laughs> are you Alf, looking at Alf the... appeared on Blossom? Oh, oh my yeah. god! Really? Oh, they oh, really the, were running out of ideas, weren't they? <laughs> the the Flash is part of it. Apparently, they must have mentioned something. Okay, now you just, you just ruined it. <laughs> oh dear God! I'm feeling it's time to get to the new segment now. Unless Yay! we haven't heard from Bill for a little bit. Do you no. have any last? I think I broke Bill. I've got nothing. I'm done now. When I'm we brought up, I think I think it's like, when we brought up family on? matters and teleportation devices and <laughs> Alf and Matlock that we just broke the episode and it's time to move on. So. So instead of the normal MFK that we do in the end of the shows, we decided we're going to take a little bit of a break from it, just just for this show. But um, Fish, who's been on the show quite a few times now, gave us a really great idea, and I really loved it. And instead of thinking of a MFK before we go into Halloween, he gave us something called ORD, which was Own, Ride, or Destroy. And specifically for this, and we might throw this in every once in a while, just for fun. It's something a little bit different. A good idea. But... 
So the question for you guys is, own, ride, or destroy Serenity, the USS Enterprise, or the Millennium Falcon? Oh, I got mine. I got, I got mine, mine too. Okay. So I'm going to go to somebody that didn't say anything. So TJ, you go first. <laughs> okay. This is easy. I'm going to own the, you know, the Starship Enterprise because, yes, I have phasers. It's shield. not a warship, though. And? And I have co- technology that will never run out. Endless supply of food, and I don't have to worry about it. Of the holodeck. The holodeck is pretty good <laughs> selling point. Okay. <laughs> I have shields. I have phasers. I have photon torpedoes if I need them. Oh, and if I get the crew with it, I have data. <laughs> no, your crew is you and your friends. So oh, you're no- screwed. Oh, yeah. For any of these ships, if you didn't need a crew... It is your friends purely. That stipulation's a good stipulation. No, 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 Captain Tight Pants. No, No Captain Tight Pants. It doesn't change anything because the computer does all the work anyway. Pretty much. Yeah, also true. Okay. (laughs) I would. The 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 ride is the hard part, okay? Because both ships, both the Millennium Falcon. And so it's it's one ride and done. Fly. It's not that the ship gets destroyed afterwards. It's just one ride and done. Same as our traditional fuck. Yeah. It's a one and done. That's a ride and done too. That's yeah. a ride and done. I would have to say, based just on pure speed and maneuverability, I'd have to say um, the Falcon because it was we saw more of it. Oh, that's where you're wrong. It, it, it took, did the castle run in 12 parsecs? Yeah, yeah it was still. <laughs> but we saw more of it outside of hyperspace. We didn't really see what fi- the Firefly was capable, what Serenity was capable of in the short time we had it. Yeah, you saw, you saw enough though. Yeah, you saw, you saw some good stuff, but it was all them going into hype, uh, into, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the term. They didn't really have they a They don't term. have a term. Yeah, okay. They just they went. Yeah. They just, they just It was point and go. Go yeah. fast. It, you know, you didn't see, except for them entering hyperspace or warp or whatever it was, you didn't see the maneuverability of the ship. But you saw the, maneuver, the maneuverability of the Millennium Falcon. So I would take that as my ride and I'd destroy Serenity. <gasps> Bill! Oh, rebuttal! So, the divorce papers are being... <laughs> <laughs> So I have to I have to agree with you on owning the Starship Enterprise. Yes. Because almost no matter what iteration you have of the Starship Enterprise, it's the fucking badass ship. Yeah. It's the flagship of the Federation. I'm just letting you know, I know where you're going with this right now and where you're gonna end this, and I have a line already in the back of my head for you. <laughs> so go ahead and continue. So I'm gonna ride Serenity. Because you did get to see all the shit that it can do. Like opening up opening up the cargo bay so the, the mule they could have would just fly right into it. The crazy Ivan. I'd want to pull off a crazy Ivan. You can do that in the Falcon. I mean, that's a problem. <laughs> but the Serenity had these big things that you could maneuver. And it actually made sense in physics instead of the Falcon. Where it's just like, okay, I'm going to go whoop. <laughs> Do you want to explain your whoop? whoop? Like, so, that, that's so great podcasting, Bill. For for the people who for the people who can't see, my whoop was I'm going to just 
straight up take off and like levitate into the jet. air. And then the woo was just, I'm going to fly up into the atmosphere. Where Serenity, you had to angle, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. jets of the, the you know, the, the, the engines and then actually use them. And then you could have one turned one way and the other turned the other way. So you could spin around really fast, which I'm assuming was using the crazy Ivan. Because uh, I don't think we ever saw the crazy Ivan. No, we did. Okay. Yeah, one turned around and they went around. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, I mean, like, and then obviously you destroyed the Falcon. The Falcon's going to get destroyed Aww. soon enough. No, that's the Enterprise. It gets destroyed every movie. So what <laughs> I was going always... to say is all I can think of is fanboys right now, and nobody calls Han Solo a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling Han Solo a bitch. I'm calling the Millennium Falcon a bitch. Oh, oh. This is harder than the MFK. You kind of feel sad through this one. Uh, this this was not hard for me at all. Don't get me wrong. I don't like destroying Serenity, but I have to choose. We're going to hear from one of the ladies next, so we're going to go with Kat. Alrighty. Um, I am going to keep the Serenity. So own the Serenity, hands down. Um... It has the most personality, to me at least, of the ships, I think. And honestly, my favorite type of sci-fi is always like that junkyard dystopian type of sci-fi that works really well for that. So, I mean, it's why I like ships like Serenity the most. Um, It's, yeah, hands down that one. Um, I would ride the Millennium Falcon because I think it would be fun. And... Again, it goes with my vision of sci-fi <laughs> and what I like, and I really don't like that super clean, like, very fancy futuristic sci-fi, so Enterprise is down. You're destroying the most technologically yep. advanced starship. I don't want it. I don't want the technologically they just, they advanced they had to make, like They had to make 30 of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they destroy it well enough on their own, though. This is true. This <laughs> I is can't true. argue that. I mean... Ben? Um, this is pretty simple. I'm going to take a nice leisurely ride on the Enterprise to go pick up my Serenity as I go out to head out and destroy the Millennium Falcon because Han Solo's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sad and I so know the people that are never coming back on this show. I only said that because you brought it up. That wasn't even part of my original plan. But no, I would I would own the Serenity too and take a ride on the Enterprise and destroy the Millennium Falcon. Fair enough. Aaron. Um, so I would own the Serenity because to me the Serenity feels and looks more like a home. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved I loved their bunks. I'll be in my bunk. Uh, the, I, I just I loved I just loved the look of the ship. Uh, I would take a ride on the Millennium Falcon because hi, why not? <laughs> um and you know what? Destroy the Enterprise. They'll rebuild it. They've done it before. They'll do it again. Alone. <laughs> I have an endless supply of any food I want. Yes, but you can also you can also scrap that with your with Serenity. You could scrap those replicators after you destroy the Enterprise. That's true. And put you salvage so in, much yes. from that Enterprise. You have so much power. You'd have take. credits the, for the days. You wouldn't That's be able true. to move. So the only thing I'd be worried about with owning the Serenity is I know none of my friends are a Kaylee, so we would be freaking dead in the water. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's another reason that's, why I like... That's, well, hold on. I was just going to say the other reason I, I like a Serenity too is because I like the fact of actually having to work while you're 
not yeah. having everything done for you. I, do yes. I like to actually have like to have to work for it to keep your ship. It's mm-hmm. your ship. That's your home. That's, yeah. It makes yeah. it more personal. Yeah. It's almost like a, a boat. It's a boat. Yeah. 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 I am going to start off with ride first, and I'm going to do ride Millennium Falcon because that thing breaks down all the fucking time. Well. It breaks down to the point is the hyperdrive always never works. So, so what are you saying about Han Solo not being a bitch? I didn't destroy it. <laughs> You're calling the ship a piece of junk. Oh. They call the, mo- the, the ship yeah, a piece of junk. True. <laughs> the garbage will do. Yeah. So that's why you just take it for a ride and you don't destroy it because it's iconic. You don't... You it's know, like the Titanic. It'll sink itself eventually. <laughs> it will. Well, that could be said about the Enterprise, too. You destroy Serenity because out of the whopping 13 episodes of that show, does everybody very clearly remember Out of Gas as it tried to kill basically all of them. So, if you don't have a Kaylee, you're doomed. So you might as well just put that thing out of its misery because it already got resurrected from its misery once. As much as I love that ship, yes. But if you want to talk about home... How about a home that you can make some serious money with? Because you might as well have a small city you're living in, and you are Mary McCheese of it all, and you just bring home the money. But, but that the- also depends on what version of the Enterprise you're talking about. Because I, the I original go- Enterprise was not nearly as well, big. No, no, no. We're, we're going next gen. Enterprise D. 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 D or E? D. D. But then you're responsible for all those people on board. No, the crew is my friends. Your group of 15 friends are not going to be able to pilot and work that entire ship. But me and said friends get to fly around, explore new galaxies, and make money off of morons. Because it's a place to live. So you guys would be having the Enterprise but working it like it was Serenity? Yes. (laughs) I'm taking kind of the best of both worlds here. Also, I'd like to point out... That and again, holodeck. The, the extra people who weren't on the crew were the families of the crew. Yes, the families of the crew. But then there were also just travelers on on the on board the Enterprise. Honestly, what you're I don't want to what you're surmising there. You, we're almost turning the Enterprise into Flossed in Paradise. Yes, yeah, pretty much. It's a, it's fifth a element. What fifth element? Oh, okay, yeah. It's a cruise ship. Yeah. Yes, this yeah. is exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. I like so. it. But with, but with a holodeck and replicator. So. Exactly. Okay. We don't work for the Federation. We have to make money to upkeep this somehow. Yeah, yeah. And we do not live in their timeline where everything is, we don't need money to do anything. Though so. really, actually, and even that, what do we need to upkeep? Did the lithium crystals last? All right, now we're getting really, really good. <laughs> they last for 500 years. Okay. You never have to replace them. You remember watching Star Trek. How much shit that Jordy had to fix on a daily basis. That is true. And how much shit now now this was a different this was a different uh it wasn't Federation technology, it wasn't Federation built. How much Miles O'Brien had to fix on <laughs> Deep Space Nine all the time. Yes, but that's because people came looking for them because they kept sticking their nose in the wrong places. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, let's all be honest. If any of us owned any spaceship, it's we'd true. all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably wouldn't be able to figure out how to get it to go anywhere. Pretty yep. much we could all have the ships of our dreams and the moment we take them out on their maiden voyage with us as their owners, we'd probably crash it. It'd die. be like Galaxy Quest. It would be. It would be oh a Galaxy God. Quest. Now that's a ship I would like. <laughs> <laughs> so this was episode number 30 of the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods. Uh, as always, we always kick around the room real quick to talk about what people are working on, what they're doing. 
even though it may not have anything to do with caffeine crew, uh, we're, <laughs> because as we're might as well bring this up now. Uh, the website will probably be going away um, in the next couple months, but the show will continue on in its new home, uh, thanks to Ben, and uh, it'll be joining up with uh, the Showcast Spotlight uh, Fantasy Football. Well, primetime fantasy, primetime fo- fantasy football, the DC mel- primetime melting pad, yeah, uh, Beach Pod. Coming soon, the Wilhelm Files, yep. which will actually October fifteenth will be the first posting. So we'll be your we'll be your geek culture show. Yep. So Sweet. so we're happy that we get to keep this going on. Unfortunately, it's been really difficult to keep Caffeine Crew going because all of our lives have been so incredibly busy, um, and it's hard to do that and do multiple shows. So, but we're happy that this will continue on. It's very sad for us. We loved uh, doing doing that, but we uh, decided that we wanted to make sure no matter what. That the show will continue, so we can continue to geek out the way that we would have with the website. So, and the only thing that'll change about the show is its home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. The show yeah. itself will not change. But we'll make sure at least that our website at least still redirects to to uh, the show page. So, yeah. unless I don't like something about it, because then I have productive qualities, and I'd say, nope, this has got to go. Meaning, <laughs> you all have to own the serenity. No! <laughs> and, and love the last episode of Lost. And love the last episode of Lost. <laughs> no, nothing, Rob, nothing, nothing, nothing will change. Now. <laughs> nothing will change, and we're actually really excited to bring you guys over yeah. too. So, Yay. so why don't you tell Ben? We'll kick we'll start off with you, and we'll kick around the table. Uh, well, as you mentioned, a bunch of the other podcasts on the podcast network: Next Level Podcast Network, Next Level Radio, Online.com. Uh, including the Showcast Spotlight, as you mentioned, which is all of our celebrity interviews, and of course DC Primetime, which is in full effect starting this week. Yes, oh, which is Rob time. and I's weekly <laughs> DC breakdown of all the DC television shows, with Flash and Arrow returning this week, and Supergirl Legends. and Legends: The Falling. Yeah, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, they might have already been back too. So you know, um, yeah. Plus, a lot we're adding video content like pretty soon, uh, event coverage and panels and things like that. So it's. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, Next Level Radio, online.com, at NXT Level Radio on Facebook, or on Twitter, facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online, and yeah. you can find links to iTunes. all podcasts are on iTunes and Google Play. Just go to the website and click the links to find them. Cool. Deej, what is happening in your world? <laughs> Actually, I have very little now. <laughs> <laughs> This was it. He yeah, was this was pretty much it. Now this is over, so. <laughs> well, that's the beautiful thing is, you now you can say what you're doing. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about a website. You can say if there's any interesting that you've been currently doing or working on, just for the hell of it. Working on a D&D campaign, that's about Yay! all I got. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Congratulations, because that's what's fun about doing this. Yeah. It's just, yeah. doesn't have to be about a website. It's, just, it's always been about friends getting together and getting to geek out together. So, Aaron, how about you? Uh, my husband and I are evidently very boring because I have... Well, are you uh, doing any shows? No, I'm not doing any shows right now. Uh, a couple auditions coming up, but whatever. I'm Fingers currently crossed. throwing myself into uh, planning our Disney vacation, which happens in 25 days. That's so, awesome. So not that she's counting. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> and so um, maybe maybe when I come back, I'll, I'll write up a, a blog about um, how Halloween was at Disney World because I'm very excited for that. That's awesome. And you'll probably see me post a lot of pictures of me and Jack, Skellington, and Sally because they bring them out for Halloween. So that's really very cool. cool. You guys will have a blast. Kat, how about you? Um, I just had an author signing in Phoenixville that was really fun. Unmasked the romance. Um, the ladies involved did a great job. It was their first year um, having the author reader con there, and it was fantastic. Um, 
And then I'm just working on the Philly Coven Chronicles book. So I'm on editing book three and then starting book four. So yeah. So book three will probably be coming out end of the year or next year. Cool. Uh, Rising for Autumn. So yeah. Yay. No. <laughs> I thrust myself headfirst into video games and <laughs> I'm currently struggling heavily with Overwatch and the fact that I have to play with other people. Oh. Especially when you hear them on the microphone. They're like, you're 12. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and they're kicking your ass, aren't they? No, no. They're on my team and they're absolutely shit. Phil, <laughs> it's a one-man team. I wish I was a one-man team. If I was a one-man yeah. team, I wouldn't be an ELO hell right now. I tried that on the free weekend. I was like, this is fun. I would kill people. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly thinking about starting up streaming. I'll have to get a few more pieces of gear to actually stream to like Twitch. Yeah. And uh, you can all see my rank struggles and see me get frustrated and possibly Aww. smash my keyboard. What's your Twitch I'll name? I'll never smash my keyboard. I don't have a Twitch feed yet. Okay. So next episode, you can bring out your Twitch feed. Okay. We'll do. <laughs> And as for me, uh, as Ben mentioned, uh, we do DC Primetime, which I do every Sunday with Ben. Uh, and the best way to get in contact with me over there is just honestly, it's facebook.com slash DC Primetime. You can always also find us as well with at just facebook.com slash The Caffeine Crew. I mm-hmm. know uh, you can always engage with us there because we do check that. And when people do post there, we always uh, do respond. So if you would like to talk to us, talk to us about the show, please do. We'll probably start maybe posting a lot of the kind of doing similar to what we do with the DC one, which we can just post fun, geeky articles mm-hmm. over there. And that's kind of how the site will continue to live on, is through there where you can engage and complain and tell us that our opinions on a lot of our uh, MFKs or our now ORDs are completely wrong. So, <laughs> Or right. Or, or absolutely right. So right. So, but anyway, we are happy to bring you this episode, and we always say a special thanks to DJ Cutman and Game Chop Records for their intro and outro music that you hear in every episode, and we will see you in just a few short weeks over at our new home, nextlevelradioonline.com, and you'll be hearing our October episode, which is our usual Halloween episode. So we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Wee Halloween! Bye. Yay! <laughs>